Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And now it's time for the Scores Live coverage of the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon with your hosts, Josh Liss, U.S. Marathon Olympian Jenny Spangler, and former Boston and Chicago Marathon champion Greg Meyer. The eyes of the running world are now focused on Chicago. Keep it on the score as we cover this international event that's a true Chicago tradition. The 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score is presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss. 728 days later, we can finally welcome you back to the marathon, the Chicago Marathon and our broadcast of the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Good morning, along with our expert crew, I'm Josh Liss, joined by two co-hosts familiar to past marathon broadcasts here on The Score. U.S. Olympian, area running coach Jenny Spangler is here, and Chicago Marathon winner and distance running Hall of Famer Greg Meyer is with us as well. For the next four hours, we'll present a comprehensive description of one of the world's premier marathons, part of the Abbott World Marathon Majors series of races. And with parade coverage, we'll take you on a tour of this great city through 29 of its diverse neighborhoods with our cast of reporters along the course. Our broadcast position, just yards from the finish line here in Columbus Drive in the heart of Grant Park, downtown Chicago. A lighter than thinner than usual crowd beginning to build. The runners are loosening up near the start line. And later this morning, we'll call the winners in the men's and women's races and men's and women's wheelchair races. And like we've done a few times over the years, perhaps call a record time. Jenny Spangler, co-host at the finish line for the first time with us. Of course, you're... A veteran of the broadcast, lead women run, following the lead runners for 13 straight years, U.S. Olympian from the Chicagoland area. He won the 96 trials in 2003. He set an American Masters record uh, here in Chicago, 232-38. Something to brag about. You still coach the Jenny Spangler Racing Team in the North Suburbs, helping coach high school track as well. Jenny, good morning. Good morning, Josh and Greg. It's great to be back with everybody again. First time in the broadcast booth. I have some tough shoes to fill, but I'm hydrated. I've been carbo-loading, so I'm ready to roll. <laughs> Greg Meyer, co-host of the Finish Line, third year in a row. Uh, you're a sh- and you've been part of many Chicago Marathon broadcasts over the years. 1982 Chicago winner, 83 Boston winner, a Michigan native and resident distance running Hall of Famer. You're an adopted son here in Chicago. We'll call you a, a Chicago. And how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and it's going to be an interesting day. Changing of the guard today. Changing of the guard. And we're in shorts for for the first time in forever we're used to showing up in mittens and hats today we're in shorts a it's, different kind of day it's a different kind of day and i think it will affect times a little bit today uh, that's great we've got a cast of experts out on the course let's start with chris weirman who joins us for the third year i'm sorry let's start we'll start with sean anderson he's going to be on the lead vehicle sean thanks for joining us on the show today the 43rd running of the bank of america chicago marathon broadcast on the score and we're happy you're part of it it's really lovely out here right now. We're a little bit past the finish line, a little bit past Grant Park, uh, near Millennium Park. A little bit of rain has fallen, just a couple drops or two. It's a high of 73 right now. 
Uh, looks around 8, we'll be getting some rain, but really excited to be here, and we're looking forward to a great race. All right, the, thank you, Sean Anderson. And while we think about the weather and consider that one of our main storylines, it could get hot, could have a little sprinkle. There's a breeze coming through. We'll be talking about the weather all through our broadcast. 7 to 11 here today on The Score. Now it's Chris Weirman's turn, back for the third year in a row, covering the lead males. Chris is an accomplished distance runner and area coach, co-founder of Run Better App, and a coach at Athlete, Edge Athlete Lounge. Chris is going to be joining us on the lead men, and we'll also check in with Trainier Moser later following the lead women. So we got a nice cast of experts along the course. Plenty of storylines. I want to start with the weather before we get into the elite fields, and we may be joined by a profi high-profile guest early on uh, in the broadcast, so we're going to stand by for that. We're about to get going at 7.20 with the men's wheelchairs, the women at 7.21, and the elites at 7.30 this morning in Wave 1. So, Jenny, starting with you, what's at the top of your list of storylines here today for the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Well, Josh, as you had mentioned, weather will definitely be an issue. Um, as you know, Sarah Hall, several weeks ago, publicly declared that she would like to go after Dina Castor's American record. She's toned back on that a little bit, hoping for the win, which is more important to her than the record. So I think there's going to be a little bit more pack running, possibly, this year, based on the higher temps. Mm -hmm. And whether she makes that record or not, it's going to be fun to see her racing in Chicago. We'll get into the fields as the day goes on. How about you, Greg? Nice to have you back in Chicago. What's, uh, of course, the weather is an issue. There might be something else on your list of what to watch today. Well, I think really I, how the race develops early on is going to tell the story of the times. Will they be conservative thinking it's going to get warm or will they go out? And I think we're going to know that in the first five or six miles as to sort of what the athletes are thinking about out there. But right now that breeze is helping all the athletes, especially those that'll be standing in the chutes waiting for their uh, race to start. Yeah, the low temperature is only around 70 degrees. The high, they're saying, is going up to around 81 degrees, but that's around midday, so the first time an inexperienced runners may suffer a little bit more in the heat. 69% humidity and winds well over 10 to 15 miles per hour. Uh, they're not talking about many gusts, but you know with the way the uh, skyscraper canyons operate here uh, in our windy city, and we know it's windy because <laughs> of the politics, it still lives up to that reputation in more ways than one. Now let's head out to Chris Wehrman, who's covering the lead men for us for the third year in a row. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for being with us again. How are you? Good morning, guys. I am doing great here at the, the you know, right, right in front of the start line, waiting for everybody to line up and get ready to head out. And Greg, and you've got Chris's eyes, and Jenny, what should he be watching for? What's, what should he be looking for when he's measuring uh, what the elites are going through right at the beginning of this race? Well, I would be looking at what are they wearing right now? Obviously, it's warm out. Um, do they have any sweats on at all? And that would be an indication to me that they're a little concerned about the weather. Yeah, Chris, do you have eyes on the uh, elites out there? Can you describe what they might be warming up in uh, and competing in? We'll read I think they're connect. stripped down. And actually, even as we were walking up from the, the booth up to the lead trucks, all the athletes were stripped down. There's very few people with jackets or pants or anything on. It's... As you guys have mentioned, it's pretty warm out here. The elite athletes are the same. In fact, they're trying to stay cool. Uh, it's a easy weather to get warmed up quickly in, so they don't have to do as many strides and stretches. I think they're trying to stay calm, stay cool, because as, as you guys mentioned, it's going to be warm out there. They really need to conserve their energy early. And we're seeing that not only with the elite, but with all the athletes. As right, a former you, athlete Go yourself, ahead, can you look at them and see who looks a little anxious, who you know, looks confident, might be laughing, you know, it's a, you sort of get a sense as an athlete who seems ready to run and who might be a little nervous. 
When we look at the guys that are some of the favorites that we've talked about, you know, in, in the last couple of days, guys, uh, I, they all have game faces on. So this is a, a little bit interesting to me because, as you point out, Greg, back when we were racing, there would be a bit more uh, joking around sometimes, trying to uh, lighten up the atmosphere. But what I'm seeing today is we have a lot of athletes that I think are excited about returning to racing. Um, know that this is going to be a big race. There's a lot of, obviously, big races going on over the next couple of weeks. And there's not a lot of chit-chat. Everybody's pretty focused, seemingly preparing themselves for the race, probably going through the race plans, as I think that you and I and Jenny would be doing if we were in the same spot right now. Uh, there, there's not a lot of uh, gamesmanship in terms of talking to each other to plan what they're going to do. They are very focused on getting this race started. Good stuff, Chris. Uh, stand by with us following the lead runners, lead men, co-founder of the Run Better app, and coach at Edge Athlete Lounge in Chicago. Uh, weren't you saying that Galen's going to have a special shirt with some cutout holes in the side, Greg, maybe to accommodate he a warmer? He switched to a white singlet, which reflects heat, and then he likes to cut the holes out to get more ventilation. Through. Interesting, interesting. All right, let's head out to one of our VIP guests. It's NASC uh, NASCAR champ Matt Kenseth is on the line joining us here on the broadcast of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Matt, thanks for being with us. I know you're a Midwest guy, a Wisconsin guy here for your first Chicago Marathon. Uh, how are things so far getting ready to get this thing going? Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm, uh, so far everything's good. I wish it was about 30 degrees cooler, but other than that, uh, everything's good, ready to, ready to get going. Well, it's probably usually usually a lot hotter inside a NASCAR uh, vehicle. Uh, <laughs> true. Ha, ha, what are the comparisons from running a marathon? Uh, the kind of fitness you're in, you have to be for both sports. Yeah, I mean, I think the fitness for racing is much different. You don't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, be strong or quick or any of that stuff. Just more uh, enduring the the heat and you know being mentally tough and being able to concentrate when you're hot, you know, at the end of the race, stuff like that. So not a ton of comparisons except for being a endurance sport. You know, it takes a, takes a long time to run a marathon, too. So uh, those are probably the only real similarities. All right, so marathon running from the NASCAR vehicle to the, to the, tr to the streets in Chicago for the first time. What are your goals for today, Matt? What, what do you think you could pull off time-wise? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I have um, this is only my third marathon ever and uh first one in a couple of years so i feel like my training went pretty good i was hoping for a cool day i always set goals that are probably too lofty so my goal was to uh to run three hours um i don't know if that's really obtainable for me today with how i'm feeling and the weather and all that stuff but just gonna go out and do the best i can try to pace myself try to uh uh try to be uh be a little faster at the end than the last two i ran i have a bad habit of going out too fast like most people do so just gonna try to pace myself today and uh you know, put all, all the work in for training, go run as hard as I can, and see what ends up. Of course. Well, you've got a habit of starting out fast. We can understand that being a NASCAR champ is sort of in the blood. I've Did got a couple anybody... of marathon experts here with me. Uh, I know Greg Meyer was talking about how they don't, uh, in, you know, you might be trading paint in, in your original sport, but they don't look kindly at yeah, Did anybody mention that they frown on rubbing and racing out here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not really probably fast enough to be uh, uh, running over anybody that's going to get too mad about it. <laughs> so for those of us that um, around along the course that want to cheer you on, can you let us know what corral you're in? What are you wearing? We want to be able to look out for you. Uh, yeah, I am uh, I'm wearing all black, and I'm in uh, corral B. Matt Kenseth. All right, you'll finish. <laughs> the goal is three hours. Uh, what else do you have for our Chicago audience before we let you out the door? Matt, appreciate the time. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my, my personal record is Berlin. I ran 3.07. So if I could beat that, I guess I'd be satisfied with the day. But I keep trying to aim it. That three hours keeps me uh, keeps me training hard. So hopefully I just feel good and have a good race. It's, uh, 
great to be out here. It's great to be up here in Chicago, and uh, just just glad to be part of it. Uh, you're good. Nice to join us. Good luck today. Appreciate the time. Thank you. You got it. NASCAR champ Matt Kent's a two-time Daytona champ. Years ago, I, I was invited to the Indianapolis 500 and talking to the drivers, and what they wanted to talk about was concentration. How do you hold your concentration for two hours? Because when you're driving a car, you break your concentration, all of a sudden, you're back or you're in trouble. So it's the concentration that they were curious about. Yeah, and a long grind. You see yep. the similarities the more you talk about it, yep. uh, racing and running. All right, Trenere Moser is joining us for the first year to follow the lead women. She's very accomplished, retired athlete, NCAA All-American, works pro special projects with Nike. Trenere joins us now. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you this morning? <laughs> we're hanging in there. What are you looking forward to most? Or what are uh, sort of at the list of the, your top storylines today, Trenere? Um, we have a very strong women's field. Um, American Sarah Hall is looking to make a, um, a really, really strong push for the podium. Um, I know she's trying to get um, a first-place win. She hasn't won here, so that's going to be huge for the U.S. And then we have two other really strong contenders, Vivian Kiplagat and Ruth Kippengedich. So um, I'm looking to see really, really great things. And two other Americans worth noting are Carrie D'Amato and Emma Bates to round it out. But um, the weather's great. The wind's not too bad out here at the starting line, so I'm gonna I'm looking forward to a really great race. Yeah. What else are you seeing from the runners, the elite runners, warming up? Uh, what kind of mo motions are they going through at this point, uh, prepping to run? Uh, because we're gonna start this race for the chair runners at 7:20 and 7:21, and the elites in just over 15 minutes at 7:30. Um, the tone is just excitement. I mean, we haven't been the Chicago Marathon. The last one was over 700 days ago. So everyone's just super excited and really ready to race, um, kind of with the absence of running, uh, obviously due to the, to the pandemic. So the tone is, is just um, just really, really ready to go. All right, Trenere, appreciate that time. We'll be checking back with you throughout our broadcast. We're on to 11, 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and they get underway in just over 15 minutes. With Jenny Spangler and Greg Meyer for just a quick second, this is a return to racing, but a smaller than usual field coming off the pandemic. Approximately 30,000 runners or so will start and with smaller crowds in the park, I hope that, that the, the ringing of cowbells at least <laughs> comes our way, guys, because that enthusiasm is certainly what makes so much of race day fun. Absolutely. And I know here where we are at, at the finish line, we don't have grandstands this year. So I'm actually thinking there might be more crowds out on the street mm -hmm. this year uh, to watch the runners. Yeah, you usually get well over a million fans lining the streets. And now if you've got an extra 20 or 30,000 of them, they'll be joining them as well. Oftentimes on a day like today where the runners may frown on it being a sunny day and warm, it brings the crowds out. They enjoy it and they can help the runners quite a bit by not only their encouragement, but providing water and other things along the way. So mm -hmm. it's a spectator's kind of day. Yeah, and a team effort out there to keep these runners going through 26.2 miles through the streets of Chicago. Galen Rupp, the 2017 champ, is back in the field with an edge, a sour taste in his mouth, he says, from dropping out uh, his last race here. And Sarah Hall, the second fastest American woman ever, still has her personal goal of setting a U.S. record. But will that be possible considering the elements? Uh, supposed hot day ahead in Chicago. Alongside Greg Meyer and Jenny Spangler here near the finish line, we're going to be back shortly. Stick with us. It's the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. 
And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Do you want to own a piece of history from the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day and get your copy of the Chicago Tribune commemorative results section featuring all the names and times of runners that finish under six hours and 30 minutes. Own a piece of history. Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day. Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. It's a return to racing in Chicago. The Bank of America Chicago Marathon is getting ready to take off in just a matter of minutes. It's Josh, it's Jenny, it's Greg, and a cast of experts around the course ready to give you blow-by-blow coverage all the rest of the morning. We didn't do a race last year, so there's a little more anticipation. A lot of these runners at the top of the field are elites. They know what they're doing. A lot of the average runners may push themselves a little too hard today. What's the message going out to the average runners who are coming in here up to 30,000 or so today, Jen? 
The key word is patience. As you mentioned, Josh, there's a lot of runners, they haven't raced in two years, so they're excited. Um, they're probably rested. They haven't been over racing. They want to get out there. They want to make it happen. And so I'm just, yeah, saying be patient, be patient, be patient. Makes sense. Stick to the plan. Whatever your plan was coming in, you want to stick to that. You may adjust it slightly because of the weather, but stick to your plan. Do what you prepared yourself to do. Don't try to do more. Speaking of the weather, there's a light breeze rippling along Columbus Drive. We don't know if it's going to pick up much beyond 10, 15 miles per hour at any point on the course, and it could be a factor when the heat goes up. In just a second, the men's wheelchair is going to get off among the competitors. Two-time defending champ Dan Romanchuk and the one and only silver bullet Marcel Hoog. The men's chair race is underway at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Let's see how those guys do and let's keep it on that topic. Romanchuk, Hoog, the popular Aaron Pike out of the U of I program. Some big names are here racing and rolling through Chicago just underway. Absolutely, and let's remember that Romanchuk, Hoog, also Tatiana McFadden is out there. They have raced Berlin two weeks ago, London last week. They're in Chicago today. They're turning around and going to Boston tomorrow. So they've had a heavy, heavy racing load the last several weeks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they approach the race today. And um, let's see what happens. Yeah, it's interesting that they're traveling and able to do these multiple world marathon majors like Chicago today and Boston tomorrow. Marcel has been so good over the last six months. And, you know, at 35 years old, he is not slowing down. Four Olympic gold medals in Tokyo from the 800 meters up to the marathon, winning Berlin. He's coming back here. I think he's going to give Daniel everything he can handle in trying to defend his title. Mm -hmm. And what's so amazing is Marcel is what, 12 years older than Daniel, yep. and he has just been cranking it lately. You may see Dan Romanchuk racing his wheelchair on your cliff bar. He's one of their endorsers, and a lot of times you'll see him when you're unwrapping your cliff bar. Aaron Pike, Rafa Botello, uh, Dan Romanchuk, Marcel Hoog, among the lead men's chair racers who are just underway. The elite athletes are going to go off at the bottom of the hour. As far as the women's chair race, Tatiana McFadden, Amanda McGrory, Jenna Fessmeyer out of the popular U of I chair racing program are just underway as well. The women's chair race is happening now. We are underway in the 43rd Bank of America Chicago Women Marathon women's wheelchair race. McFadden is clearly the biggest of the names, but McGrory and Fessmeyer, Jen, are right behind her. Absolutely, and you, we talk about possibly changing of the guard here today. Um, Tatiana, she has struggled a little bit lately with injuries and health issues. Amanda's talking retirement, so I'm not sure where their heads are at today, but Jenna definitely is an up-and-coming star, so it'll be exciting to see what she does today. Tatiana is the most decorated Chicago Marathon athlete ever, having won uh, seven crowns here, and she knows what this course is. She knows what to expect out there. Her experience, I think, will really come into play. But I do think she's going to be challenged and challenged hard, both by Amanda um, McGorry as well as Jenna Fessmeyer. Fessmeyer could be the next generation of Chicago or of Illinois athletes that uh, takes the podium. Yeah, Jenna Fessmeyer is challenging the great Samantha McGrory and Tatiana McFadden, who are in their mid-30s compared to Fessmeyer's 24 years of age. Those are the women's chair competitors. The men's and women's elite fields are just about six and a half minutes away from taking off and a return to racing here in Chicago, 728 days since we called that 
42nd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. One of the runners who is back in the men's elite field is Galen Rupp, the 2017 champ in the field. He's the first American winner since four-time champ Khalid Kanuchi back in 02 to win at Chicago. A fifth in 2018, Rupp behind Mo Farah, his former training partner. In 2019, though, Greg, Galen Rupp dropped out at about the 20 mile mark. He was coming off Achilles surgery. He had injuries. He's saying he's healthy now. You had a, a chance to speak with the, the, the greatest, uh, most accomplished American in the field, Galen Rupp, recently. How's his form? What are his goals for Chicago? He was really pleased with how he came off of Tokyo in terms of he wasn't all beat up. When you have a bad day sometimes in the marathon, mentally you can be down, but physically you're not just destroyed. He got back on his training after about two weeks of rest and things have gone very well. Uh, and he and I talked about three weeks ago and he said, you know, my indicators are usually a long, hard run towards the end of the cycle. That went very well for him about 10 days ago. Uh, he looks confident, he's happy. He's not a big guy to worry about pace setters. He likes to compete. He wants guys to strategize out there because he thinks he's better at it than they are. He's a confident athlete. 34-year-old Galen Ruff. What's your take on the top American male runner in the field, Jen? Oh, I, um, like Greg had mentioned, Galen seems very, very confident right now. He had a very disappointing Olympics in his opinion, so he really wants to come back to Chicago, be a repeat champion. And he's confident, chatty, and he looks really relaxed to And me. yet he's got the ninth fastest personal record time in this field, a field that starts with the fastest runner in this co today's competition, Ruben Kip Yego of Kenya, 203.55. Among the other competitors on the men's side with faster PRs than Rupp coming in, but not the same type of experience on most of them, Seifu Tura of Ethiopia, a 24-year-old, a veteran of Kenya, Dixon Shumba, with a lot of Chicago experience, Japanese record holder, Kengo Suduki, an insider's favorite, Shefu Tamru, a 23-year-old Ethiopian, a 31-year-old Kenyan, Eric Kiptanui, and Chelu Desa Galimza, an Ethiopian 23-year-old. Those guys all have faster PRs than Rupp, but maybe not the same type of racing experience, especially here in Chicago. Absolutely, and you mentioned we have nine guys who have run 206 or better in this field, so if they're pack running during the race, it's I, in my opinion, it's going to come down to a good fast sprint finish and we'll see where Galen is in the mix. Galen certainly has good speed with his background um, so yeah it'll be exciting. Four of those guys ran their personal best this year so that that can be one of two things either they're really on top of their game or they may be tired because the marathon is not an easy thing to recover from. Ultimately it's going to come down to racing in the second half and that's where I think Galen mentally is very strong and he talked about that his training is more to gear his mental capacity and when you get tired you break mentally just as much as physically and that's where I think his strength lies. He wants to get that sour taste out of his mouth from dropping out in 2019 after about 20 something miles. Galen Rupp, one of the male favorites here today in Chicago. Uh, thanks for being with us this morning. We're about to get rolling at 7.30, bottom of the hour, the start of the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. We're not going anywhere. Our coverage will continue. Jenny Spangler and Greg Meyer are alongside me, Josh Liss, near the finish line. Well, we've talked about the chair racers. We've talked about the elite 
male field. Now let's peek at the women's field where it's a little top heavy, Jen, with American Sarah Hall and a former half marathon, recent half marathon world record holder, 27-year-old Kenyan Ruth Chepengedich. So what do you think about those two and who else may be a factor today in the women's race? Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to a really good race here. It's a very interesting women's field this year. We have a couple of women like Ruth and Sarah who have run very, very fast times. Ruth, as you mentioned, um, is the reigning world champion in the marathon. She is the second fastest time in history in the half, 104.02, run earlier this year. But she DNF'd at Tokyo this year. Yeah, the Olympic and uh, talking to her on Friday, she kept telling me that her fitness is okay, in quote. So I don't know for an elite athlete like that what fitness okay means, mm. but uh, I'm looking, I think I'll know in the first 10K or so where she's gonna be at today. We talked about Sarah Hall um, earlier. She had mentioned that she wants to go for Dina Castor's uh, American record from 2006. That'd be around a 518 pace, but she's backed off on that. And really, for her, it would be a huge day if she could win this race. She has put that as her top priority. Yeah, um, but we have Hall. some other, you know, faster people in the yeah, field Vivian as well. Yeah, Vivian Kiblagat, uh, who's a who's 29-year-old veteran. Kara D'Amato, the 37-year-old mother of two. Uh, we're about 90 seconds away from the start of racing, but we're handicapping the women's field with you, Greg. Uh, who stands out? You know, I, I like Sarah Hall because I know deep down it's about winning the race, not just running fast. And Ruth does have some issues that you talked about. So it, it'll be curious. She's obviously the most talented right now. But then there's a couple of athletes down the line. Meseret Belete, she's fast and she's young. So she's hungry to get out there. And then Emma Bates, I know we don't talk about her a lot. 225, if it's a slow race, she's strong. Emma Bates could be in the mix. A lot of Americans, a lot of popular Americans that fans are used to watching. The elite runners are staring straight ahead, lining up in on Columbus Drive, staring north in the, in the heart of the city. It's Grant Park, where we come to you from. The first corral is about to load up and take off in just about 30 seconds. Again, no racing last year. We're back to a return to racing. Every runner had to prove they were vaxxed or negative COVID test to get into the park today. Great Americans, Galen Rupp and Sarah Hall are on the line. The up-and-coming star, Ruth Chepengedich of Kenya, is making her Chicago Marathon and U.S. debut, former half-marathon world record holder. Jenny and Greg, we're almost there. Folks, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon's 43rd running is underway here in 2021. North along Columbus Drive, past beautiful landmarks. The trees remain green in this early fall day. And as we take a peek down the street, that's the look we've been missing, guys. That mass of elite runners are off and running. How does it feel to see that pack going one more time? I have chills going through me. Last year, there was a big hole left in my heart on this day. And so just to be back celebrating the return to racing is just amazing. As much as we've missed it, the athletes have missed it even more. And I, I'm sure those last few moments waiting for that gun to go off were just unbelievable i think they are so happy to be out there racing again and these are the elite of the elites these are the champions that are going to be battling for prize money fifty thousand dollars a winner plus uh, 55 grand for winners twenty thousand for the chairs fifteen thousand for the top americans plus 
bonus money for course and American and world records. Uh, Greg, you want to have a little fun? You're a past Chicago Marathon winner. Let's talk about prize money. The, clearly, with, with uh, uh, all these great sponsors, Bank of America on down, what has been sort of the evolution of, of prize money from your perspective <laughs> over the years? I remember winning a case here. of beer? <laughs> Back in the... Back in the day, I think the first year they offered prize money was $10,000 to win, um, which was a lot of money back then because that was a long, long time ago. You know, but it, it, I think it's a reflection of the respect the sport has and the sponsors that have come in, not only like Nike, but Abbott on the world major side. Um, they've done so much for our sport, not just for the elites, but for the back of the Packers. They've created an experience like no other. Underway at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Greg Meyer and Jenny Spangler and myself, Josh Liss, here at the finish line. It's unbelievable to see this thing running up and down again. It's like a jar of jelly beans has been spilled out onto the roads with all those <laughs> colorful tops and bottoms. Uh, there's, there's obviously strategy to that. A lot of folks are not bundled up. Of course, today is going to be warm. The temperatures are only going in one direction, Jen, and that's up. Absolutely, and as Greg had mentioned earlier, it's a great day for the spectators. The runners need to be a little bit cautious. Um, and uh, with the... Uh, what I'm seeing or feeling what I saw at the starting line was a lot of light colored outfits, which is really great. Um, you don't want to be wearing black like Matt is wearing <laughs> out there. Oh, that Matt Kenseth, yeah, says yes. it's all black. <laughs> yeah, what's he thinking? Yeah. You should have had a better <laughs> strategy Experience decision Honor, on that But one. no, I think um, the runners uh, are going to be very a little bit cautious today, but as we we're mentioning, it's a celebration of return to running. Yeah, there's at least a dozen men in this first mile of the Chicago Marathon. When they cross these bridges, if you're familiar with Chicago, these are graded bridges, you know, for moisture and whatnot to fly through. But they've laid red carpets down over them to make a smoother ride for the runners across. The executive race director of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, a longtime race director, in fact, uh, joins us now, Carrie Pinkowski. We're on Carrie Pinkowski Way and happy to bring you into the program. Carrie, you're off and running. Jenny's gotten chills. We've all gotten chills here at the finish line. How do you feel being able to get this race off and running once again? You know, Josh, it, it's just great to be back with everybody. Uh, 720 days since the last uh, Chicago Marathon, the last iteration, it was, and it was such a grand event and then to have to pause everything. But to be back, seeing everyone, uh, it's an amazing collaboration between the city, our corporate community, uh, everyone that's involved. So uh, for me, it's emotion. We've got some great racing up front, and we'll get back to that tradition, which is, which is amazing. The athletes are in great shape, and they're excited to go. So much has changed in order to prepare to return to racing here in Chicago. Kerry, what sort of points uh, can you make in terms of what people have to, uh, in store? Th that we're thinned out in the park, but I know along the course you could have 2 million spectators lining up along the entire course. And you've got special sections at the edge of the park. So how is this year's race a little different than, than the past? Well, you know, Josh, since the ca cancellation of 2020, we really, our focus was on mitigating uh, COVID-19 and making sure that we were creating a safe and secure environment for, for all of our participants. Uh, we went out very early with, uh, with the directive that uh, you have to have proof of vaccination or a negative uh, COVID test within 72 hours. It was amazing the response we had back from our participants in support. Uh, it's been great. The team, that the, our team with uh, being careful and being safe and making sure that we do all the right things and distance leading up to this. It's just, it's been great. They've been patient and, uh, and, and done the right thing. So that is a success. 
kind of transitioned over to uh, weather. And, uh, you know, although I've been out, it's, it's, we've got a nice breeze out there, a cooling breeze. We'd like to see it a little bit cooler, less than ideal conditions. But for the elite athletes, the first two and a half hours, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. Carrie, can we talk about the elite men real quickly? I know we have pacers back this year. Can you give us a little indication of what uh, the pacing is going to be like the first part of the race? Yeah, you know, it's a democratic process. Some of the some of the guys were calling from 102 uh, 20 to 102.35. I haven't caught a, caught a split yet, so they'll settle in. We'll see if any of them take the, take the bait on that. I think what you're going to see is they're going to lay off a little bit. That's kind of a barometer to see where they are, and they'll kind of key themselves. But I think the uh, the guys are going to be paying more attention to each other than they are to the to the pacer who's out in front. Hey, Kerry, on both the men's and women's side, obviously you put together, again, just another fabulous elite field. But what struck me is the depth of the American field in both the men and women. Was that a byproduct of what happened with COVID, or was that a strategy on your part that you really wanted to bring all those folks in? No, you know, we've, if you go back to the, the beginning of the, of, of the Chicago Marathon, you think about Joan Samuelson, yourself, uh, former champion, American. Um, it, it, Americans have always had a presence here. Our, our American development program is a big part of what, what we do. Um, so they know it's a great place to race. It's a great opportunity for Americans to, to, uh, to be in the same environment with some of the world-class athletes. So we've always been very proud of that development part of it and, and making sure that we have uh, a great American presence here. So a lot of athletes that have gone on to really great things have come through our American development program. Uh, Des Linden is one, um, you know, Boston champ. So um, it's, it's something that we do and something that's part of our culture. And as we're following the race, Kerry, and we'll let you go for the moment. We'll rejoin you later on in the broadcast. Race director, Kerry Pinkowski, as we come to you along Kerry Pinkowski Way near the finish line on the Columbus Drive in Grant Park. I do see American Galen Rupp among the early men's leaders. And, Greg, there are pacers there. There is strategy with the pacers, right? What can you say about how the men might be being paced today? Kerry mentioned some of the times. What do you think? Well, I think, you know, they're optimistic when they, they say they want to go out in 102 20 102 40 you know that's that's fast and generally the second half of the race here is faster than the first um what's interesting again talking to galen is he likes to just tuck in he doesn't want to do any work until he has to and that won't come until probably the last eight to six to eight miles uh but yeah we're in the second mile right now with the men and let me bring in chris weirman to the conversation chris thanks for hopping back on with us you're joining our broadcast for the third year in a row you're a local running coach and expert insider covering the lead men talking about uh, greg's talking about galen liking to tuck in we see pacers as well what's your what do you see from the lead men right now the lead pack Greg is right on point. You know, today is not an ideal day, not only in terms of temperature, but it is a windy day. The wind's coming out of the south. So as we have right now south on State Street, it's our wind tunnel. And Galen has run this course a number of times. He's obviously an incredible athlete, both on the track and on the roads. He knows how to run fast races. He certainly knows how to run championship races. And today's going to be a championship-type race because of the heat and because of the wind. He is tucked in right where he needs to be. There's the, the, the lead group broke away right after the mile. We're already down to the 10 athletes, the 10 athletes that we expected to be in there. We've got our pacer who's who led him to the first mile at 440, right where the, we expected them to be. And he's, he's tucked right into that main pack. So he's going to let everybody else do the work, at least for a while. He's going to let them right now break the wind. And I think he's going to take advantage of, as Jenny said earlier, these 
huge crowds. I mean, I cannot believe the crowds that are out here uh, lying in the streets and, and just staying patient but absorbing that energy, which will pay off when we get into the later parts of the race. Chris, can you tell us a little bit about Shafira Tamru? Um, he seems to be a breaking away from the lead pack. Is this something, does he look pretty relaxed, or what are you thinking that he's going to be doing today? Well, no, it's, it's really, I wouldn't quite call it a break. There's a little bit of a gap, but that's because we got the pacer, Tibet, who's a little bit ahead. The rest of the pack is only about two seconds behind. So I wouldn't call it a gap at this point in time, and it's still early enough in the race that everybody looks pretty relaxed. I think they're measuring themselves a little bit, too, trying to see who's going to make what move. Uh, but as we kind of get back to Dale, and he's make sure that he's stuck right in the middle of that, that little pack so that he's got plenty of people to break the win for him. Right, because yeah, Shapira only has a 205 personal best, so if he's really going out in a 120, that's pretty quick for him. Yeah, and he's making his Chicago Marathon, U.S. Marathon, and World Marathon Majors debut right now. They're in the second mile here. He's, also the, youngest, he's also the youngest of the elite athletes, maybe a little bit of inexperience, to be putting himself in a lead like that where all the focus is on him. Yeah, 23 years old. Um, as far as experience goes, who might have the experience edge today in this lead pack? Uh, Chris, we'll keep it with you. I mean, Dixon Chumba stands out, Galen stands out. Anyone else with the experience edge? Well, I'm a big fan of Kipyogo. I mean, I, I, I think that uh, what we see with him is a lot of recent fast races and you know Kemba's got the, the experience he's been here but it's been a while since he's run fast I think it's important to look at people who have run fast recently and with Diego having run sub 204 uh, just earlier this year and has you know in the last uh, show other races that he's run he's run 205 and faster uh, I think that this should be a good race for him having run fast regularly I think it's an important um, uh, factor when you get into these types of races is just knowing how to run fast especially with the field that's going to be going out right in his wheelhouse in terms of the races he's run in the last four times. Uh, I'm curious a little bit about Cifa Tour because he was telling us at the press conference that he didn't like the heat, and I was curious if that was a way to just kind of get in the minds of his other athletes, uh, put a little bit of doubt in their mind, or uh, if he really is a little bit concerned about the heat. But right now we've got overcast skies, so I'm not sure how the heat's going to play with these guys. Right now they're all looking calm, they're all looking relaxed, uh, and we've got a lot of race up. The lead men are in the third mile. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, stand by. Windy day, overcast, and a big group of lead men out near the front. No surprises right now. He mentioned Ruben Kipiego, uh, who ran the 203.55, the only sub-204 in the field. That came in Milan earlier this year in a second-place finish, by the way, 203.55. He's the fastest runner in the field, Ruben Kipiego, the 25-year-old Kenyan, making his U.S. and Chicago debut. Five career marathons, four finishes, all between 203.55, Greg, and 205. 18. But he does have a do not finish London on his resume, and he stands about 13th in the world ranking. So Ruben Kipiego, we're going to be keeping an eye on him all day long, it seems. And I think so will the rest of the pack, because he's, he's the guy to beat on paper right now. Yeah. Sean Anderson rejoins us. The score is Sean Anderson in the lead vehicle. What's your point of view on the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Sean, we're back and happy to have you. What do you see? 
Yeah, happy to be back. Thanks, Josh. We are over by the Thompson Center right now over at Lake and LaSalle. Crowds have just started to start thinning out here, but really for the first two miles, everything was extremely, extremely strong. It was really good to see people just shoulder to shoulder cheering. You could tell that Chicago has been waiting 728 days for their marathon to return. So really great energy out here, and uh, runners have to be uh, energized by the uh, show out so far today. Uh, we're just hitting uh, the Fallon Whacker right now. I'm Sean Anderson. Now back to Josh Lewis at the Score Broadcast Center near the finish line. All right, good stuff, Sean. We'll rejoin you a little later in the broadcast. Three miles in or so, it's uh, Tamru and a pacer. We've seen a little uh, accordion action a couple of times so far, Jenny, with this lead men's pack. Yes, and that's expected at the beginning of a race when there's such a, a pack of runners that all, all run really, really fast times recently. They're just kind of checking each other out. They're kind of feeling their way through this first part of the race and they're maybe pick it up a little bit just to see what others are going to be doing so right now it's just all strategy getting the kinks out um, and just feeling their way through the first half and Galen Rupp is indeed in the middle of that pack tucked in to the lead men like you were describing Greg and so is Kengo Suzuki who's just biding his time waiting back there it is interesting there's developing a significant gap um, from the lead two runners, one a pace setter and the pack itself. And they've got to pay attention to that. They can't let him get too far ahead. Yeah, it's Shafira Tamru again, the 23-year-old Ethiopian, one of the youngest in the field. He's finished five career marathons with a couple of wins, both in Korea. Did not race in 2020 at all. His only race of 2021 was it did not finish in the Mathon, Milan Marathon. So is he just... What do you? How do you coalesce that into what he's doing here, strategy-wise? And again, in I, through the water station, it looked like maybe just for the yeah. the pacer there. But Tamru is in the lead in the in the Chicago Marathon with the pack, as seemingly a few dozen yards back. And again, I'm opening myself up to be like second guest later on, but I think it's showing a little bit of his inexperience. Elite in men through the first water station. Go ahead, Greg. That you know he's out there not only is he staying right up on the pace setter, but he's on the pace setter's shoulder. Pushing him, pacing the pacer. Yeah, a little so bit. it's you know Could I think this he's be being a, very aggressive. A rookie sort of uh, disaster waiting to happen here. We'll have to keep that in the back of our minds. Or he came in really fit and really confident. Right. We really don't know. And just watching him right now, he does seem to be. He doesn't look fluid and real comfortable. He seems, if you watch his arm movement, he seems to be running upper body a little bit too much for my liking right now. Are they holding on to the water, water bottles a little longer than usual here, uh, sort yeah. of taking them along for the ride? I think so. I think, you know, again, I think they're all aware of the potential of the heat later. And if you wait too long, and this goes for every runner out there, whether you're elite or a back of the packer, uh, you don't want to wait until you're thirsty. You want to be hydrating as much as you can along the way. What was curious is I kept seeing him look at his watch. You know, so... I think he knows what he's doing. You know, it's just, is it the right thing to do? Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Start. Aggressive start by 23-year-old Shafira Tamru in the men's marathon here in Chicago. The 43rd running back with you on the score. Happy to give you a blow-by-blow -blow coverage. On the women's side, it's not as big of a field. American Sarah Hall and former half-marathon world record holder from earlier this year, 27-year-old Kenyan Ruth Chepengedich are the stars. Let's bring in one of our co-stars, Trenier Moser, uh, former NCAA. NCAA All-American, uh, retired athlete. Uh, what are you witnessing at the top of the women's pack at this point in the race? Um, right now, we're close to hitting the 5K, um, but 
Mazarat Valetti, um, she's setting the tone. She's out there, not far behind the men's chase pack. Meseret Belletti, 22 years old, fourth place in Houston 2020 with a 224.54. Trainier, stay with us while we talk here at the broadcast position. What are your first uh, res uh, first impressions of that, Jenny? Well, if Meseret is right behind the men's pace group, that's going out pretty hot. And once again, she's a young athlete. Um, so is it that she's too excited? But she has had some very fast races. You know, she's got a 107 half uh, marathon PR. Um, she's run 224 before, so I think she's within her wheelhouse. But once again, it's a warm day, and yeah. I don't know. I'm a little skeptical at this point. Trainier, what do you think about the strategy of Bolette on the women's side and even on the men's side, uh, 23? Three-year-old, where did he go? A uh, Tamru, you got a 23-year-old and a 22-year-old. Uh, what do you think about their strategy of pushing it right now? Um, honestly, the weather's great. It's, I, I thought it would be a concern this early, but um, we're only hitting around 72 degrees. It doesn't seem to be affecting the runners at all. Um, for Mazaret Belletti, I was able to talk to her agent yesterday, um, and he was confident that she was in 222 shape. Um, so I could just see her, I mean, I think she's just setting the tone early and just running her own race. And do you see like Sarah Hall out there or Ruth, are they within sight of her or are they kind of biding their time and hanging back a little bit? I haven't laid eyes on them yet, but it seems like they're, um, setting back a little bit. I know that Sarah Hall wanted to hit 109 pace for the half and I know she has three pacers, so I think she's just running her own race. Um, and doing her own thing to make sure she's, it sounds like she wants to hit that 219 pace. I know it's close to that American record, so we'll see. Do you have an idea yet on times, what kind of um, pace they're hitting right now? Not yet. Um, hopefully trying to get there soon. Um, I know at the 3K, Maserat Badaletti was 840, and that seemed pretty aggressive for um, a start. Trainer Moser, thanks for the time. We'll be back with you shortly on our broadcast. Meseret Balete, 22-year-old Ethiopian, in her Chicago debut is the early women's leader. They're just a few miles into the Chicago Marathon this year, here this morning. Uh, through the streets of Chicago, 29 neighborhoods, nearly 2 million spectators out on the course. A little bit later on, start getting loud in the park. I can't wait to hear the thrill and excitement. I know another uh, slightly inexperienced runner, Shefra Tamru. So Tamru and Balete, 22 and 23 years old, your early leaders here at the Chicago Marathon. Two, Ethiop two young Ethiopians making a statement early today. Pushing the pace. Jenny Spangler, Greg Meyer for uh, Josh Liss here. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. The first uh, few miles are underway at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Stick with us on our broadcast live all morning on Sports Radio 670, The Score. For over 30 years, American Airlines has been proud to be the official airline of the Chicago Marathon. This marathon is no small feat, but a massive accomplishment to all who have qualified to participate. We're honored to play a small part in their journeys to get here by connecting these exceptional runners from all over the world to their dream of crossing the finish line in today's race. We wish the best of luck to all of today's participants. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. 
On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Do you want to own a piece of history from the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day and get your copy of the Chicago Tribune commemorative results section featuring all the names and times of runners that finish under six hours and 30 minutes. Own a piece of history. Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. Last morning in Grant Park here in Chicago, the runners, the elites are underway. Another few waves of approximately 30,000 total runners will be making their way through the start line over the next half hour or so and through 26.2 miles of a great course here in Chicago. We didn't have a race last year, so we're especially thrilled to be back with you. Our broadcast coverage on the score. I mentioned windy and overcast so far. The weather is cooperating mostly. We've seen, we've seen some accordion action in the men's field and we're wondering where Galen Rupp may be in it all as two young Ethiopians had the lead going into our break on the men's and women's side, but it looks to be a wide open field again with at least a fistful of male runners at the front of the elite pack. So Greg, I'm just curious, at what point does somebody like Galen, who may be back a little bit, start worrying about the front runners? When does he need to start thinking, okay, if I'm gonna win this thing, I need to start picking the pace up? I would say after 15 miles, and I, I believe when I look at the, the coverage, there's a second pace setter with that second group. 
So they may be right on what they think is going to be the pace that will w get them to the victory stand. Um, but at some point, you have to be with the leaders. And they'll make that decision probably by 15 miles. It's still very, very early in this race. And very early as they head north on the course. Probably about uh, mile five, six in that in that range here uh, through Lincoln Park, beautiful Lincoln Park Zoo and other north side landmarks there. Not far from Lake Michigan, Galen Rupp, we're wondering, has fallen back and we'll get an update from Chris Wehrman on him in a little bit. Remember, last time we were out here, guys, he pushed it all the way to about 20 miles, but those injury, that injury history caught up to him. You'd hate to think that it's uh, anything related to that, but coming into this race, the top the fastest American Rupp uh, was was in some great fitness, Greg. He was bragging about it to you. It really was, and 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 again, I think it's too early to make any kind of decisions. I'm curious when we go back out to Chris, what kind of splits they're hitting because I have a feeling these guys are running pretty fast up front, and that second pack is laying back, being a little bit more conservative. Yeah, there's strategy involved in in this race, of of course, not just following the pacers, but true running. Correct, and. Galen, he's won this race before. He knows this course. He knows how to race. And he, like we have mentioned before, Galen actually does not like pacers. He likes to go out, run his own race, and be competitive. So I think he knows what he's doing, and I expect to see him back up there soon. Kip Diego is in that lead pack now, though. But the other interesting person that's not there and that we, we thought was going to run very well on the men's side is... Uh, Kengo Suzuki and I think he is probably gearing off of Galen thinking this guy knows what he's doing I'll stay with him the fastest Japanese runner in the field 25 year old Kengo Suzuki and the fastest American in the field Galen Rupp are not in the top five or six right now but are in the second or third pack among the elite men Jenny, we're going to be, uh, Jenny and Greg, we're going to be heading into a break now. Uh, lots more coverage to come. Our first hour has flown by. I, I like our pace so far. I like it. I'm staying hydrated. You guys stand by. A lot more to come. It's the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. For over 30 years, American Airlines has been proud to be the official airline of the Chicago Marathon. This marathon is no small feat, but a massive accomplishment to all who have qualified to participate. We're honored to play a small part in their journeys to get here by connecting these exceptional runners from all over the world to their dream of crossing the finish line in today's race. We wish the best of luck to all of today's participants. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. 
Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. You're listening to Sports Radio 670 The Score, WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago, and Odyssey Station. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. It's great to be back at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. The 43rd running postponed a couple of years, but will conclude, and we will call perhaps a course American or world record in just uh, just a matter of minutes later this morning. Windy, a little overcast. Greg and Jenny, as we rejoin you here on the score, we've got Ruben Kipiego, Sefutura, uh, Kengo Suzuki has fallen off a little bit, but a number of lead men not named Galen Rupp are in that front pack, Greg Meyer. Actually, Suzuki has caught back up to the pack. He's right there. One of the reasons why I think you saw such a break early is how fast they're actually running. They've been running 442, 442, 447, 431, 440. That's very, very fast. You know, those guys are cranking. A 431 mile in the middle of that, that, that that's a big hammer. Yes, that hurts. Seven or eight elite men at the front of the pack as we follow the race up north through Lincoln Park to its northernmost point. And then there's a turnaround which heads straight south as far as this course goes. Jenny, what do you make of these men's times so far? About seven or eight of them? Fast, and they've kind of settled into what I expected, a, a good pack up front. When they, the winds are slightly out of the south, I understand, so going south, they're going to need to kind of use each other, maybe stick behind the pacers to conserve energy. So the direction of these winds that are cooking around 10, 15 miles per hour, maybe up a little more, Greg, uh, headwinds versus tailwinds, is there maybe some bonus, this is some strategy involved in that today, or that's just going to take it as it comes? My guess is the smaller guys like to tuck back in behind the bigger guys, and that's where experience comes into play. You'll see the the guys that you know have been doing this for a while, they'll tuck in and get out of the wind. They'll draft just like in NASCAR. Um, so the wind will is a factor, but I also think for most people it's a cooling factor. You know, it helps having that south wind when they're going south helps cool you off. If it's behind you, it creates dead air and you you overheat. 
Mm -hmm. Let's head out to the front of the lead men's pack where at least half a dozen runners, again, not named Galen Rupp, are in that front pack. Chris uh, Wehrman is rejoining us. What happened to Galen Rupp? Where is he? And what do you make about how this uh, front pack is pulled up a little bit? Well, when we were last talking, you had made a comment, or maybe it was Greg, about uh, how it was stringing out a little bit. The third mile was pretty slow. They slowed down to 447 which is why we saw Tamaru pull up to the pacer and start pushing that pace. They then dropped the mile to mile four down to a 431. That is a huge drop, especially this early in the race. That's when we saw the, the pack string out, and, and we saw it string out quite a bit. Uh, they slowed back down for mile six to a 439, 440, and we saw really most of the second half that big pack move back up and catch the pacer. And Galen has really just been measured. He's actually not that far back. I'd say only uh, three seconds off to the backpack. He probably has taken his time the most of the group to get back up to the pacer. And we've got everybody back together uh, as we head up on Inner Lakeshore Drive. You guys were talking about the wind. It is pretty breezy out here. Uh, we're fortunate that we have the overcast weather. But I think what we saw going down the sail was that tailwind pushing the, the runners a little bit and Tamaru maybe taking advantage of it. The other thing I will say is I had commented a little bit earlier about um, Turu, who, or Turo, who uh, had commented about the heat yesterday. He looks phenomenal right now, super relaxed from his eyeballs down to his toes, just rolling right behind Tamaru and the pacer. So I think he's someone we should be looking at in the next couple of miles. Chris, right? do, you, yeah, go ahead, Jen. do you feel like... Um, Galen, because of the wind factor right now, is trying to catch up to the pack, or does he seem pretty comfortable kind of running on his own right now? You know, as you mentioned that, he catches right, and he's now right the caboose at the end of that pack. From my viewpoint, there was a pretty big gap, but he didn't look like he was laboring. I think he is just getting into a rhythm, and he was just holding that rhythm. And when the pack was accordioning a little bit, uh, he didn't panic. He, he let the guys go fast. They slowed down. He kept his pace. He caught right back up. So now I think, we've got the big pack together again, and they're running comfortably. I think Galen was very smart. A 431 early on in a marathon like this puts a lot of lactic acid in your legs. That's a big surge. He didn't do that. He stayed right on his pace, and then when it slowed, he gradually caught back up. Pretty good move, I think, on his part. You know, we... we you always think, oh, no, what happened, what happened? What happened was he was smart. Jenny? And as I mentioned, my first comment, I think today in the broadcast, patience, 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 and that is what Galen is doing. He's being patient, running his race, and like we've talked about, he's an expert at running within himself. So I think, you know, he knows what he's doing, and I'm confident that uh, he's going to probably use this pack now as we head south. Yeah, Galen Rupp, the 2017 Chicago Marathon champ, fifth and 18. His only career did not finish, came here in 2019, left a sour taste in his mouth. He vanished briefly, but accordioned right back up to the front pack, and we look forward to seeing what Galen Rupp can do in today's talented men's field. The women are heading north as well on the first half of this race. That's where we pick it up with expert Trenier Moser, our NCAA All-American. All right, Ruth Chepengedich and Sarah Hall are the stars, but we checked in with you last. Meseret Belete, the 22-year-old Ethiopian, was pushing the pace. What's the latest from the women's field, Trenier? Um, Meseret Belete has relaxed her pace quite a bit. Um, she is sitting in 222 pace. Um, but now Ruth um, Chipengedich has really made a, um, 
a strong push. She's been hit her last um, K was 302. She's on 212 pace, which is very, very aggressive. She's running with her pacer. She looks very relaxed, just confident, relaxed, um, and just running. She has a good men's group around her, um, and she hit her stride. How about Sarah Hall in the picture? Sarah Hall, uh, yeah, she's still in the picture. She is on 223 pace for the overall time, um, so she is a little back. Um, and then Vivian Kiplagat is also still up there, and she's on 214 pace as well. So Sarah Hall is sitting third for the women um, with the two Kenyan women just um, going after it. The wind has not been a factor, um, and the weather has not been a factor at all. Um, I feel that there has been a bit of a tailwind that's really, really helped put these women forward. With Sarah Hall, I know she was bringing three pacers in to help her out um, here at the marathon today. Are the pacers, are they surrounding her? Is she keying off them, or is she running her own race on, right now? Um, it seems to me she's running her own race. The pacers were supposed to go out at 109 pace that, that would put her on 219 pace. They seem to have relaxed to 222 pace um, just to fit her needs. So it seems like she is running her race. I know she's been making a strong push for the podium, and so sitting in third, um, it seems like she's still going after that goal she set for herself. Sarah Hall still in the mix, but behind Mesret Balete and others here at the Chicago Marathon. Trainer, we'll check back with you a little later on the women's race. Let's bring executive race director Carrie Pinkowski back in. We thought with Carrie, we thought we lost Galen there for a minute, but really some some strategy or what do you make of what his first move heading north in this one? Well, you know, I think everybody's kind of feeling themselves out from my vantage point. Um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of races. I mean, training, but racing is two different things. So I think that these guys are kind of really, you know, settling into where they feel comfortable. But uh, he's back on the back end of that, so on the back end of the group. So he's, I think he's put himself in great position. He didn't bite with the early pace and worked his way into the, into the routine. So you've got to watch for him. As a race director, how do you like the early pace for the men's and women's fields? Well, you know, you got to remember, 219 the last, the last, 2019, the last year we had uh, Bridget Koskai just went a phenomenal world record. And I think, I think if you look at these uh, these young men and, and young women that are competing today, I think that's in their consciousness. They realize that this is a fast course. Bridget set a record, so I think that you know, ironically, it's 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 still, and I think they're just, they're feeling the fact that this is a course you can go fast on, they're taking advantage of it. Yeah, Bridget Koske ran two hours, 14 minutes, four seconds in 2019. She's not back as a defending champion. While Tamru makes a move on the men's side, and we've seen, the, you know, that thing stretch up and back. We just want to mention Tamru put a move on the men's side, so he's your current men's leader as they head uh, towards about mile, uh, what are they, eight? Is there eight for the men. Uh, race director Kerry Pinkowski with us, and again, Jenny Spangler. We're talking about the women's field and Bridget Koskay's blazing fast 214.04. Uh, we're not quite there that yet, though, are we, Jen? Uh, not you. today. Um, I had the privilege of witnessing that world record of 214 of Bridget a couple of years ago. They're going out a little bit more conservatively, just kind of like Kerry had mentioned. We haven't raced in a couple of years. Everybody's just trying to feel each other out, and I think today the most important thing for all these athletes is the top podium finish, and that's what they're gearing off today. Yeah. 
All right, good stuff, Kerry. We'll rejoin you a little later in the broadcast. Sean Anderson is out on the course. The score, Sean Anderson in the lead vehicle. He's seeing all the guys. We're almost, I'm almost a, jealous, a little jealous of Sean. He's taking the tour through the city. you got to pay hundreds of dollars to get your family on one of these sightseeing buses. He, he's seeing everything. Sean, where are you? Can you brag a little bit about, about the sights you're taking in this morning, uh, which also include a, a marathon? Absolutely, yeah. I'm on one of my favorite streets right now, Broadway. Uh, we're a little bit past mile eight right now. A lot of people still out here. We're expected to have 1.7 million spectators so far, and it really is just people lined to line, or shoulder to shoulder lined up all up and down these streets. So it is really impressive to see, and, and it is a great view. We drove through Lincoln Park around mile five, mile six. Gorgeous sight and just gorgeous uh, sight lines. And you can really feel the, the uh, breeze coming off the lake here. So you can really see that that's benefiting runners. And we are hitting the most northern point right now, coming back down. And it, uh, to add some history here, uh, September 23rd, 1905, 15 runners ran the first ever Chicago Marathon starting at the Evanston Golf Club, ran all the way down to 61st and Cottage Grove. So it's crazy now seeing this different reconfiguration of the 43rd Bank of America Chicago Marathon now taking in all of Lakeview. We're hitting Boys Town now, and it's going to get really loud. I'm John Anderson, now back to Josh Bliss at the Score Broadcast Center near the finish line. He is having some fun on the lead vehicle to score Sean Anderson. Yeah. Hey, Jenny, we talked to uh, Randy Burt on one of our marathon preview shows. Randy Burt is someone we don't expect you to know if you're listening, but Randy is known for, by the way, he eats pepperoni pizza the night before every race. <laughs> Randy, along with two other men, all in the Chicago area, are competing today in their 43rd consecutive... Chicago Marathon, he's planning to finish every single one sometime later today. Absolutely, and this is an amazing individual. In fact, he told us that his goal is to complete all of the first 50 Chicago Marathons. And yes, pepperoni pizza and a glass of wine is what he ate before his first marathon. He said he does not recommend that, but um, it'll be fun to watch him today and see him cross that finish line for his 43rd. Good luck to the average runners. Some of them aren't even starting until wave three begins at 8.30 this morning. But we're well into the men's and women's races at the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, along with Olympian and expert Jenny Spangler and my partner here, past Chicago and Boston winner at the finish line, Greg Meyer. We're giving you a blow-by-blow of this race all the way up until 11 a.m. this morning. The winners are going to come in over the next few hours. we got chair racers out there as well. A lot of popular folks from the University of Illinois program and in the men's and women's field or in the men's field Greg it looks like we've had a little bit of a breakaway on behalf of one of the Kenyans no the Ethiopian Shafira Temru the 23 year old seems what, to be pushing it what still. happened was the pace slowed for about two miles it went back to about a 453 449 and I think he just said no it's too slow I want to go faster and at this point you know how you're feeling in the race you know you're eight miles in nine miles in you're going, I can do this. And the pack needs to respond to that now because he's feeling pretty good. Has he blown off his pacer? I don't, there's no pacer he's on the his pacer. own. He yeah. is the pacer. He's he on his own. He is the pacer. Wow. So, you know, that, but he feels that that rhythm that he's comfortable at is in the low 40s, not 450 pace. And sometimes athletes don't like to be in a pack. They get a little anxious because there's too many people. He may be one of those guys that runs better off the front so but at this point he knows how he's feeling and he's made a decision I'm gonna run this pace 
they're going to beat me. They got to come. They got to come after me. We've seen young runners win uh, in Chicago before. Uh, Sammy uh, Wanjiro back in the day. We've seen some young 20-something. 23-year-old Shafira Tamru of Ethiopia is in the lead of the men's race here in Chicago. The 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670. The score. This great race doesn't happen without an amazing array of sponsors, including Tata Consultancy Services and Michelle Taylor, head of global sports sponsorships with Tata, joins us now. Michelle, good morning and welcome back to race day. How are you? Great. Thank you. It is so fantastic to see the city come alive with runners. Um, thrilled <laughs> and excited for today. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're calling the race here and we're happy to, to know that it's back up and running because of some of the great sponsors like uh, Tata Consultancy Services. What, what can you tell us about Tata, uh, the job that you do here in Chicago, and how and why it's so important to get involved in large-scale sporting events like the Chicago Marathon? Sure. Um, so Tata Consultancy Services is a, a technology consulting company that really um, helps our customers and clients grow and transform, right? And we show up in Chicago and look to see how can we support the runners, how can we support the spectators and the race organizers. So we've been a partner with the Chicago Bank of America Chicago Marathon since 2010. And really what we're doing today is, is a large part with the technology is creating the race app. So available in the Google Play and Apple stores, if you download the Bank of America Chicago app, you can literally track the runners during their journey today, see all of the information on the pro athletes, follow the action. Um, and new this year, TCS has created some digital cheer cards. So you can go into the app, create a cheer card for a runner, and then they'll have a chance of seeing that along the course at mile eight. So we're really excited to be integrated and um, Part of the community here and part of supporting such an amazing event yeah it sounds great michelle taylor had a global sports sponsorships tata consultancy services is there a big competition everybody's excited to celebrate uh, today's finish and are, maybe tata are you guys debating who's going to have the biggest party between you and abbott and uh, all the other great sponsors <laughs> who's got the best post-race party planning you know i think we're all in this together we're all so happy to see each other and to be here together that um i i think uh, we're we're all uh, really in it together to celebrate and and really the parties the parties to the runners right we're, we're all going to cheer for them yeah good luck to you for the rest of the day and uh great stuff that you do with tata consultancy services and and the apps that help us keep up here at our broadcast position michelle taylor head of global sports sponsorships thanks for your time today enjoy race day i'm um, taking a peek at the clock guys because the approximate men's chair finishes uh, greg meyer and jenny spangler are uh, about a half hour from now and the approximate wheelchair, female chair finishes about 45 minutes from now. The elite men come in over an hour from now, and the elite women closer to 10 a.m. So just a little bit of a timeline uh, here at the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. I'm going to take a deep breath right now. I feel very overwhelmed by <laughs> the fact that we're back. This, this event is one that, if you get near it, it's motivating. It, it raises your enthusiasm. It makes you want to run this race. I, I got the bug one year. It's been eight years since I ran my first career marathon, my only career marathon, <laughs> my first career marathon eight years ago. You guys picked up the slack on the broadcast, and I was able to call in. I remember I was uh, 
listening and you called the finish of the men's race at right when I was about the halfway mark. <laughs> but that's what the average runners are up against today. Yep. Um, but the enthusiasm is at a different level, even if it's your first time out here. And I think it's that return to racing after a year off, Jen. How would you describe it? Oh, absolutely. I had the opportunity to go to the expo on Friday. I was at the Abbott 5K yesterday. And a lot of the runners that I were talking to, yeah, a lot of them have time goals, but the sense was that they were happy to be back on the streets. They weren't concerned so much about their time as just getting out there and just being a part of this event again. I think, you know, that that hits the nail on the head. People are just happy. They're not overly anxious. You know, they're not going to worry about a little bit of weather. They just lived through a pandemic that kept them away from the things that they love. And running and the Chicago Marathon here is one of the things they love, and they're just happy to be back. Oh, we're ecstatic to be back, and let's bring Chris Weirman back on the air with us following the lead men. I only see one guy out there. That thinned out quickly, Chris. How would you describe what happened? You know, it's a, it's a little deceiving because it looks like it's a breakaway, but it's not really. The, the athletes slowed down significantly once we started into that win. So our last three miles, mile eight was 449. Then there was a pickup of 443 by Tamra, which is when he dropped everybody. And then our mile 10 was only about 455. So they've slowed down. He now has about a 15-second lead, but he's not picking up the pace. He's not breaking away in terms of making a move himself. Uh, everybody else has fallen back. The other thing that was interesting is that the pacer stayed back with the pack and not on pace. So uh, I'm not sure if the pacer decided he was going to sit back and help everybody else out before at least a little bit he was with, with the pack and let Tamu run away. Now, I think it's important for the listeners to understand that while Tamu's making a move, he does have the benefit of having the lead truck with the sock, uh, a camera truck, you've got the motorcycle with uh, a camera on him, and you've got the lead motorcycle keeping people off the, the uh, course. So he's not totally running alone. He just has no assets to key off of. And we've got quite a bit of time that we're going to be running into that southerly wind right now and so he could start feeling it um, but he's still looking pretty comfortable and looking the same as he was when he was making that move at mile four greg tamru seems to be pulling away but not as far as it may appear i think uh, again i think the there's a pack mentality behind him that there's protection in numbers going into the wind he's out there alone and even though he's following the truck he takes a beating heading into that wind all alone. I'm surprised the pace setters aren't with him there. And I think somebody will talk to those pace setters afterwards. But again, I think we're only at eight or nine miles. There's a long way to go in this race. And that lead pack, when they become a chase pack, are going to, I think, swallow them up. 23-year-old Ethiopian Shafira Tamru is the leader in the men's marathon here in Chicago. And there is a lot of pressure being the sole lead runner in a marathon and in any race. So that kind of wears on you after a while. I love this second pack. Watching where Galen is just tucked in reminds me of him running in Tokyo just eight weeks ago. He was in that exact same spot for most of the race. So he knows what he's doing. I feel like eventually um, when the um, we get in the later stages of the race they're all going to pull each other up to tamru and it's going to become more of a race for the front i yeah. only remember two athletes here that took the lead early with no consideration to the rest of the field joe Minoit samuelson when she raced ingrid christensen and steve jones 
The gun would go off and Steve would say, come on, let's see how fit you are, let's go. And didn't care. He just ran and ran hard. Yeah, and Steve Jones is having a say in today's race, isn't he, and to some degree? He is. He's coaching uh, Ian Butler, one of the top Americans, uh, who ran 209 at the Marathon Project uh, late last year. And I talked to Steve yesterday about his pupil, and I said, Steve, I, I, we're curious. He, he doesn't know any times. He, he doesn't run for pace. He, he goes, no, but he knows how to run hard. That's Steve Jones. That, that's <laughs> That's the pupil and, 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 and his mentor yeah, his on mentor, the same wavelength. Yeah, his mentor, 29-year-old Ian Butler on the same wavelength. Uh, Chris Wehrman, you're standing by with us as we rate the men's field. The accordion is, has caught up a little bit to Tamru. I, 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 you're, you're, saying, you're saying he's not maybe um, the smoothest. Of, I want to ask you about body language. Uh, he's got a slightly herkier, jerkier style. Uh, does it look sustainable, that body language of uh, that we're looking at, uh, Tamru's? Well, you know, he does, and, and Jenny had uh, made that comment earlier on in the race. You know, he looks, he looks relative to these other guys, a little bit more muscular. He carries his arms as if he's maybe done a little bit more weight work on his upper body. Uh, but he seems to be more comfortable running by himself. When he tucked back into that pass and they caught him around mile four, uh, he didn't seem like he was really into his rhythm. He looked much smoother when he's out kind of on his own. And that 11th mile, which we just passed, is 447. So, again, you know, the pace is not blistering fast. He's just kind of maintaining the pass, the pace that they had started. But as you just mentioned, the, the pace pack has closed the gap slightly over the last mile. That 16-second gap is now about a 12-second gap. Um, and so I think we're still seeing the chase pack coming back a little bit on him. He's still looking pretty comfortable. All right, good stuff, Chris. We'll catch up with you over 50 minutes and over 11 miles into the men's marathon, and it's 23-year-old Ethiopian Shafira Tamru who's pushing the pace sans pacers. He's blown off the pacers while the rest of about a seven or eight elite male pack continues, oh, just a few yards behind him. Now let's catch you up with the women's field. We were bragging about Sarah Hall and her longtime goal of breaking the American record. That's 15 years old at this point. She's in the field. Ruth Chepengedich, recent half-marathon world record holder, also one of the stars in the field. But early on, 22-year-old Meseret Balete was out in front. What's happened along the women's competitors, along the women's course? Let's bring in Trenier Moser, our insider and NCAA All-American. Trenier, what's happened in the women's field? Um, the women have really set the tone. Um, Ruth Kippengadich is leading. She's on a very, very fast 2 um, 12 pace. Um, her, her pacer has dropped out at nine miles, um, so she's on the road alone. I mean, she's really, really grinding it out. Super impressed with her. Um, coming off of the Tokyo Olympics where she had to drop out due to injury and to follow up now with the Chicago run um, all in, all alone with a very, very aggressive pace um, after eight weeks. It's, it's very, very impressive. Um, this young woman here, she trains alone, which is even more impressive. She's self-coached. So um, it just shows, just shows the discipline that she has really, really showing up in this race. And Trenier, and you mentioned by. she dropped out of the Olympics. So that was about the 20-mile mark. What do we know about her injury and her fitness coming in? She's clearly healthy at this point. Yeah, she just had a leg injury, and she looked amazing. Um, her stride is really, really good. She looked very, very relaxed. So, I mean, I can't tell that um, 
she was coming off an injury. She just looks very strong. Yeah, Trenier, does uh, Ruth, does she have anybody around her to help her with the wind? Or I know you said she trains by herself, so she's probably used to it, but just curious the surrounding um, runners around her, if they're helping her out at all, or she's just going it alone? No, she is leading, um, she's leading a one-man pack herself. Um, there is a young man behind her, but she's been leading the last mile um, and going at it alone. Um, the wind has kicked up a little bit, so we've hit a little bit of the headwind, but that has not slowed this woman down. So if you had to say half mile, mile, where's the nearest women's competitor to Ruth Chepengedich at this point, Trenier? Best guess, best estimate. Um, following Ruth, is we do still have um, Vivian Kiplagat. She is on um, to 15 tapes, which is still very aggressive as well. And then we do have Sarah Hall that is in third, um, and she is on to 12 tapes. All right, good stuff from you, Trenier Mosier. I'm sorry. No, that's good. We'll check back with you shortly. Ruth Chepengedich, Vivian Kiplagat, Sarah Hall, the three fastest times in the field are running one, two, three in the women's marathon, Jen. 212 pace is amazing. <laughs> I did not expect that coming into this uh, race. I thought it would be a little bit more slower and controlled, but I, this is exciting. You know, I watched Bridget Coast Guy run 214 two years ago, so we've got another world record out of this. But by two minutes, can Ruth Chepengedich smash Bridget Koske's record that was set here two years ago by two minutes? Never Greg? say never. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a pretty tall task for her, especially if she's going this alone. And But she did drop out of Tokyo eight weeks ago. She's on a mission. I don't know. What do you think, Greg? When you look at her half marathon time, and then, I mean, it's weird, but you equate that to a lot of guys. A lot of 104 half marathon guys can run 212, 213. Why can't a woman? I mean, so, I mean, she obviously is you know, running within herself at this point, but it's awfully aggressive. <laughs> it is aggressive. So we've got races. We've got Ruth Chepengedich, Sarah Hall, and Vivian Kipla got one, two, three in the women's race. We've got a bunch of interesting storylines developing with at least a fistful of men's runners uh, and Galen Rupp in the second pack behind, among others, Japanese record holder Kengo Suzuki, an insider favorite. It's the Bank of America Chicago Marathon's 43rd running. Josh Liss, Greg Meyer, Jenny Spangler, you guys are the experts, and I'm just bouncing it around, happy to be back with you on our coverage here on The Score. The you know, average runner's final group is going to be taking off in just a matter of minutes. So you got the elites who took off at 7.30, wave two at 8, wave three at 8.35. The big storyline for the average runners was, hey, be careful, you might get caught in the heat today. What heat? I exactly. put my jacket back on. <laughs> oh, he's got a jacket on. Yeah. Wearing shorts and, and T-shirts, light jackets. It's it's pretty calm. It's probably around 70, but that breeze is cutting through. What do you? How is the, the weather story evolving for the average runners today? Well, actually, I'm happy right now. I have several athletes that I coach that were going off at the 8.30 start that I was very, very concerned about. But we do have that slight wind. It's still overcast. So for me right now, this is, it's not ideal weather, but it's better than what I had expected. It's not dangerous weather. And, you know, we just heard from out on the course as well that it is windy on those guys and it is slowing them down. But um, right now, I, I, I think we're getting lucky with the weather. Two notes though, uh, Dixon Chumba is no longer with the pack and, and is gone. And Galen is dropping off again. 
that doesn't bode well. When when all of, you're you're falling, you can only make that comeback so many times. It's not looking good for him today. Galen Rupp has had to accordion back to the front of the pack twice already. It's an interesting mix of leaders between 23-year-old Ethiopian Shafira Tamru and Japanese record holder Kengo Suzuki and a couple of others in the men's pack. Whittled down to about four or five right now. We'll let you know how Galen Rupp keeps up or not. He said he came into Chicago this year with a sour taste in his mouth with a do not, did not finish from 2019. His fitness was back. We shall see. On the women's side, Ruth Chepengedich America, Saren Hall, and Kenyon Vivian Kiplagat among the leaders. We're having fun, Jen. One last thing before we take our break. I just wanted to mention that I see Eric um, Kiptanui is in the field. He has one of the fastest um, half marathons in this leading group. Um, he's run 58-42 before. So I suspect if that pack is still together later in the race, he's one to really watch out for. Yeah, Eric Kiptanui wants a leader of 41 pacers for Elliot Kipchoge's Breaking 2 project in Vienna a couple years ago. He led 41 pacers in that big racetrack lap to help I, him break two. I know sometimes when we throw splits out, people don't understand what that is. But when you look at being able to run 13.1 miles in under one hour, that's sick. I mean, that's just... That's going to a whole different, that's a different sport than what I remember. And you're, I mean, hearing, and you're listening to a distance running Hall of Famer and Chicago and Boston Marathon champ tell you that that's a sick number right there. <laughs> All right, we hope to give you plenty of more thrilling descriptions about what's happening today in the race. We're going to take a quick breath, get through the water station, let you catch your breath, go uh, take a break of your own, and stick with us. For Jenny and Greg, it's Josh. It's the 43rd Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Do you want to own a piece of history from the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day and get your copy of the Chicago Tribune commemorative results section featuring all the names and times of runners that finish under six hours and 30 minutes. Own a piece of history. Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day. Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. For over 30 years, American Airlines has been proud to be the official airline of the Chicago Marathon. This marathon is no small feat, but a massive accomplishment to all who have qualified to participate. We're honored to play a small part in their journeys to get here by connecting these exceptional runners from all over the world to their dream of crossing the finish line in today's race. We wish the best of luck to all of today's participants. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going. 
to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. We're just yards from the finish line along Columbus Drive in Grant Park where the excitement is back and the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon is finally happening after a year away. Jenny and Greg want to quickly update Dan Roman. Chuck is the leader in the men's chair race due to, due to finish in the next 10-15 minutes. And in the women's chair race, legendary Tatiana McFadden has a about an approximate two-minute lead. In the men's and women's races, I want to send it over to you guys for the latest. Greg, the men's field has thinned down to about four or five runners. I don't see Galen Rupp. Uh, Galen is just off the back, still within eye sight, but He's not having that day that I think he would have wanted. You don't like falling off, coming back, falling off, coming back. The guy that's interesting to me right now is Kego Suzuki. And while he's in the pack and running very smart, in terms of pure leg speed, he's going to need to make a move somewhere in the middle because he can't run with these guys over the last three miles. He just doesn't have that resume of being able to turn so the as the, the race develops the strategy develops and Rupp may, may have accordion ended up one too many times and here you're talking about the Japanese record holder Suzuki his strategy and ability to race the other strategy is going to be a difference maker today five men at the front of the elite pack want to mention another one in that mix 23 year old Shafira Tamru uh, making his Chicago debut Jen yeah, it's a nice pack up there. Um, I just wanted to mention the women real quick. You know, we have that three. We have Ruth, 212, phenomenal racing right now. Vivian. Yeah, when you say 212, Ruth Chep and Gedich, along right. with uh, Vivian Kiplagat and Sarah Hall, are the leaders. But that 212, you're talking about a two-hour, 12-minute pace. That would be near two minutes better than the world record set here two years ago. Absolutely. Did not expect it, but she does... Um, have one of the world leading half marathons, uh, 104, so it's definitely within her realm to do that. I'm curious, you know, Sarah Hall, who really would like to have a Chicago Marathon win on her resume, she's in a tough spot right now. She's running around 222 pace. She knows that she's not probably in 212 or even 215 fitness shape right now, so Right now, she's just hoping that these two women are going to come back to her. 
Vivian Kiplagat and Ruth Chepengedich. Yeah, interesting on the women's side. Again, it's it's always worth mentioning when you're on world record pace, right, Greg? Sounds right. I, honest, you know, it, it makes it fun, but it, it's scary to think of how fast she's running. And well, what the way, scares you? Break it down as a, as a runner. You know, I, it's just uncharted not it? territory. It's not like you're running on world record pace, like by a second or two. You're talking two minutes. Two mi That's incredible. That's, no I, woman's I, ever done better than two hours, 14 minutes, four seconds in the Chicago Marathon. And, and I'm broke, looking at the finish line where it happened two years ago and today. And she broke the record by, I think, two minutes when she did it. That just doesn't That's Well, people, this is dating myself. It's Beeman-esque. You remember when, it, uh, um, oh, gosh, uh, I can't remember his first name, but set the, the, the world record in the long jump by like a foot and a half. And everyone, it's Beeman-esque, you mm -hmm. know. This is what this is. Yeah, setting the pace. By the way, Ruth Galen Shep Rupp is back on the doggone back, pack And that's again. where we're headed, out among the men's leaders. He's caught up again, Galen Rupp. I'm not going to doubt him anymore, Chris Weirman. You're following the elite men. Uh, two, four, six, seven. Uh, Rupp makes it seven. There may be more. What's happened with Galen and the rest of the men? We, you are right. We are down to seven. There is nobody in striking distance of these seven. We are headed west on Adams. Still, the crowds are great and cheering all these athletes on. I love the cowbells, as you guys were mentioning earlier. Uh, the, the race has slowed down significantly over the last couple miles. Our 14th mile was 5.03 after a 4.52 mile. So, again, it's not so much Galen having to put in a move to catch the back of the pack. The pack slowed down. And once they came together, they slowed down. Now, what I would have liked to have seen, I think, as, as a spectator, and certainly if I was coaching these guys, is for them to take advantage of Galen falling off the pack and when they got back together, figure out who was going to push the pace so that they could continue to break them. But they didn't. They let him back in. You let elite athletes back into races, you are gambling that you're going to be able to break them again, and that does not always happen. Uh, what I also saw is Kipiego, who I talked about a little bit earlier with the, last, you know, the, the recent fast times, has now taken control of the pace. Uh, this is the first time that I've seen um, uh, Tura just kind of move up almost on his uh, on his shoulder. So I think that from my vantage point, those two are now taking control of the race. Suzuki is looking really good and not surprisingly, Kip Tanui's been staying right in the middle of that pack doing no work himself. So this, this group, I think, is getting ready to start making a move in the near future. But right now we've got seven and they are tightly packed. One of the things about Galen Rupp, and, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, in his early part of his career, his coaches would have him do some really incredible things that he had never done before in training. And he would, you know, feeling like he was going to be done. And then they would say, no, we have more. And he said, it taught me over a period of time that I can always do more. It's that mental toughness, really, that he can do more. He can come back. Yes, I just did, but I can do more. And I think that's what you're seeing here today. It's just pure mental toughness on his part. He said his goal in training is that to make sure that his bad days are as close to his good days as possible. And now Rupp's running uh, practically side by side. I saw sort of a phalanx there of four, uh, breaking the wind uh, strategies uh, in this front pack. Some are taller, some are shorter. Uh, Chris, what are you noticing about some tactics within this new lead pack? 
Well, one of the things that I noticed is right after I, I went away from you guys for a moment is that there is now a lot of looking around, especially from Kit Diego, who I, I, at first I thought he was looking back to see if there was anybody behind the chase act, but he's looking around to see if someone's going to take the lead. And they have slowed considerably. I'm curious what their 15-mile split is because they are slowing down. Uh, I think that they are – it's almost like a championship track race where none of them now wants to take the lead, which is a little interesting because we're almost 15 miles into the race, a time when you would expect someone who's feeling good to start really pushing. Um, actually, we're coming up to mile 15 in just a few moments, uh, but, but they're waiting. So as you pointed out, Ruff has moved out to the side. He's not tucked in anymore. We're not running into a headwind, which will be nice for a little bit, and they're just waiting to see who's going to make the first move. Uh, I think they're all gearing up. And, and all right, Chris, Chris, we're going to wrap up with you real quick. We're going to wrap up with you real quick. We've got to get prepped for the male uh, chair finish. A Dan Romanchuk in the mix there, while American Galen Rupp takes a just a few-step lead, and we'll rejoin that race. Uh, Jenny, real quick before we get into our next interview, what'd you have? Oh, I just wanted to say that the men's wheelchair finish is going to be fantastic. There are four guys that are neck and neck four neck and neck in four the chair race all right um, let's go to chris miller divisional vp global marketing external affairs with abbott in charge of the abbott world marathon majors a few years ago they created massive prize monies and uh, for the chair athletes so chris uh, good morning welcome back to racing here in chicago and we're gearing up for a smash finish maybe a a, a, a photo finish here in the uh, marathon of the men's chair race good morning yeah, good morning. It is so great to be back racing, especially for the Abbott World Marathon Majors. As Abbott being a company that makes life-changing health technologies and really helps people maximize their health, this race really shows it. I mean, these wheelchair athletes, most of them, or many of them, coming off of back-to-back -back Berlin, Chicago, London in the last week, now coming to Chicago, and some of them flying out tomorrow for Boston, um, is just showing an amazing resilience and all the and things they can do with their health. So it's, it's great to be back uh, racing the streets of Chicago. Yeah, and congratulations on being able to get the races back. Uh, all six World Marathon majors taking place in about a seven-week span. All of them have incredible fields, and, and again, Abbott being the sponsor of that. Um, what do you make of how the chair athletes and the profile uh, of that sort of division has grown and how are you going to get them from Chicago to Boston in time for tomorrow? Well, you know, it's wonderful. In 2016, we added a prize package to the Abbott World Marathon Majors to really um, help bring some equality but also really bring um, awareness around the wheelchair athletes. So it's great to do that. And as Abbott continues to use that to promote health, you know, it, it, we've got actually four races in 15 days. So I know a lot of these uh, wheelchair athletes are going to pivot out hop on a plane, fly to, fly to Boston, and uh, we'll see how that affects not just tactics for today, but tactics and strategy for tomorrow with this uh, super close finish. Um, the other thing for us is at mile 25, we have our Abbott cheer zone, where we're going to have 300 employees and family members cheering all these racers on throughout the day. So it's going to just create great energy and excitement uh, for everyone. Mile 25 of the Abbott cheer zone, and it's not as hot as we may have thought. There's a little overcast, a little cheer. Are you okay with the weather, Chris? You know, as a spectator, it's fantastic. If I was running today, and, and Jenny knows as well, I might wish for a little bit cooler. I think, you know, for the elite, it's on a little warm side. Those back-to-pack runners, though, who maybe are a little less worried about their time, um, they put in the time, they put in the training. Um, they're going to have a great day. And the fun thing is when they finish, they're going to walk the extra mile. So when they finish, we've actually got the mile space between the finish line and Butler Field is a place for them to reflect on uh, this race, who they're running it for, all the things they've gone through the last 18 months, 
And when they get to Butler Field, it is the Abbott 27.2 Fest, where we're going to be celebrating those runners as they reconcile with their families and celebrate their day and uh, what health allowed them to achieve. Good luck with everything today, Chris. Maybe we'll see you in person next year. Good luck with everything that Abbott's doing. Thanks for the time. Chris Miller, Divisional VP, Global Marketing, External Affairs with Abbott. Abbott World Marathon Majors. Romachuk just put the hammer down, and it's he and Hugh that have broken away just in the last little bit. I mean, you could see their arms just spinning to get that thing moving and, and broke away. So it's going to come down to Daniel and Marcel over that last half mile. 23-year-old Dan Romanchuk, a champagne, and the silver bullet, 35-year-old Marcel Hoog from Switzerland. Yeah, you neck know, Marcel has carries. had Daniel's number for the last several races, so Daniel right now is licking his chops, and it's going to be an exciting finish. We're I can't bracing wait. for a photo finish in the men's chair race. The two-time defending champ, Romanchuk, is trying to hold off Hoog, who's also won here in the past in Chicago. Ruth Chepengedich is on a world record pace. She's the former half-marathon world record holder from earlier this year. The 27-year-old Kenyan Chepengedich is out in the middle of the race, setting the, a world record pace in the women's field and blowing away the field on the women's side. It's windy, it's overcast, and about seven men are at the front of the elite field. They're fanning in, they're fanning out. There was some tactics, there's some tactics developing now after a fast start in the men's race, Greg. I, I think they're slowing down, gathering themselves up for what they know will be a really hard push, probably from about the 18-mile mark in. And again, all of, the, all of our favorites are in that field. It, it, so it's going to be exciting for them coming around. The wheelchairs, though, are just, it's to be able to see those guys, how hard they push. Dan Roman, Chuck, I want to get back to the chairs real quick. The, the elites are in the middle of their race. The chairs are about to make the corner for Columbus Drive, and the elite men aren't far behind. It's going to be our first mention of Mount Roosevelt here today. That modest Roosevelt Road, which bends over some old railroad tracks, but when you're in the middle of a marathon, whether you're in the chairs or not, becomes like a mountain, and so it's Mount Roosevelt. Marcel Hugh is just has his back tire right on Dan Romachuk's, and they are just drafting, right? He's just drafting, and as an athlete, you look and go, yeah, he's just setting up for a kick. That's all this is about. Yeah, two-time defending Chicago champ, the only defending champ back in today's field, Roman Chuck. Uh, 131 34 in 2018 at his first World Marathon vic Majors victory. So he's at the start of his career, Roman Chuck, trying to prove that he's at the top of his game. Here they turn up Mount Roosevelt, Daniel Roman Chuck, and Marcel Hoog. I want to Roman tell you a little Chuck's bit more. Pushing hard. Yeah, he's yeah. pulling away by about five yards so far. Whoa. Spinning, spin, 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 spin. The arms are moving those rims. Can you say it even faster, Jen? No, and what a way to start this day. You know, it's been two years since we've seen this finish line, and to have a race come down to this is just it's so exciting. And the silver bullet is not keeping up to Dan Roman, Chuck, who's about to make the turn off Columbus, a peek over his Whoa. left shoulder. He's on Columbus Drive for the home stretch. Final turn of the race for the chairs. Final turn of the race for the chairs. What a surge. Roman, Chuck, what just a surge. 23. Champagne zone. Has Marcel Hoog behind him. Push, 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 push. It's going to be Roman, Chuck, as he comes past us in a blue shirt. Another peek over his shoulder. Hoog won't catch him. It's Dan Romanchuk, three years in a row, breaking the tape. Who behind him? 23-year-old Daniel Romanchuk is the Bank of America Chicago Marathon 
43rd runner, the winner here today. Again, Dan Romanchuk, the winner of the men's chair race in the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon in a near photo finish. That was amazing to see. To see, uh, it's just mind-boggling how fast their arms spin and push and push. That was just an incredible effort over the last half mile. Just amazing And to me. remember, they just got done with Berlin, London, today's Chicago, and just to have, there was four of them so close together until that final mile. What a race. I'll tell you who made a big breakthrough. John Boy Smith in fourth place. You know, he... His best time was 129 coming into this, had no business being with those guys, and hung on until the last half mile. Daniel Romanchuk, three years in a row. Three years, three-time reigning champ now. He almost yeah. the streak. We're out. Yeah. He's won three Chicago marathons in a row, and as the sun starts to peek through some early overcast clouds here in Chicago, we can name the first of our four champions. Born in Maryland with spina bifida. He raced his first marathon at age 14. Six years later, he won bronze in the London Olympics at age 20. Three years after that, Roman Chuck is here, a champion once again in Chicago. Fantastic stuff, guys. What um, else do we have to say about uh, Roman Chuck? And we'll look forward to uh, seeing if Tatiana McFadden can maintain her huge lead in the women's chair race coming up soon. And I get to watch these two guys go at it again tomorrow in Boston. They're on, they're, they're on their way to get some lunch and then to the airport. It's amazing. I think so, yeah. yeah, you know, at that speed, they can almost roll there. <laughs> of course, they'll fly. All right, Greg, Jenny, you guys stand by. Greg Meyer, Jenny Spangler, the experts here. At the finish line, I'm Josh Liss. We've got a cast of experts out on the course as the runners head south on the longest traction of this course. It's the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Stick with us on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Do you want to own a piece of history from the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day and get your copy of the Chicago Tribune commemorative results section featuring all the names and times of runners that finish under six hours and 30 minutes. Own a piece of history. Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day. Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. 
over 30 years, American Airlines has been proud to be the official airline of the Chicago Marathon. This marathon is no small feat, but a massive accomplishment to all who have qualified to participate. We're honored to play a small part in their journeys to get here by connecting these exceptional runners from all over the world to their dream of crossing the finish line in today's race. We wish the best of luck to all of today's participants. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. You're listening to Sports Radio 670 The Score, WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago, and Odyssey Station. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. American great Galen Rupp is in a pack of seven runners at the lead men's race. They're nearing the halfway mark. Uh, Kenyan Ruth Chepin Gedich, who's never run in Chicago, is blowing away the women's field by nearly 1 minute 20 seconds on a perhaps near women's world record pace. Dan Romanchuk is the men's chair winner, already crossing. And for the third year in a row, he beat Marcel Hoog, the silver bullet, not by one second like he did back in 2018 for the first of these three straight, but by a few seconds, uh, making the tape first. Paul Lambert's going to jump on Greg and Jenny. He's the market president of Bank of America. Of course, we're here at the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. This doesn't happen without the great support of our great sponsors. Paul, this must be incredible to be back to racing 728 days later. Good morning. How are you? What do you think? I'm great. You know what? It's awesome. It's so inspirational being out here. The energy, the excitement, being back after what we've all been through as a as a country and as a city, it's it's just it's exhilarating. Yeah, really, we're coming really out we're coming out of a dark time. Of course, of course, the pandemic. So to get a big event like this off on a healthy note uh, is really incredible. How far we've come. What does it mean for the city of Chicago to be able to pull this off in a healthy fashion like this? 
Well, you know, the word that comes to mind for me is resilience. You know, if you think about running a race, I've run nine of them, nine of them and, and like the, the toughness and the attitude and the resilience of the city and the country and the world. And so, it, you know, at Bank of America, we, we think about it as celebrating the power of keeping uh, moving forward together, which is a big theme of ours. And, uh, you know, it's just exciting to be out here and return to the streets of Chicago. Yeah, we're following this Ruth Chepengedich in her first time in Chicago on uh, uh, blowing away the women's pace, near world record pace. And on the men's side, you've got Galen Rupp, who who dropped back a couple of times already and is caught up. It'd be amazing if Rupp can still compete uh, through the finish of this one. On top of him, oh. uh, Paul, you've got a, a bunch of other blazing fast guys. So the field is once again stocked by our friend, uh, race director Kerry Pinkowski. Yeah, it, it's phenomenal. I've, see, I, I've seen them finish in the past years and just watching. I, I'm a four-hour marathon runner and watching uh, these elite runners and how fast they run is just, like, incredible. It is just incredible, unimaginable to see how fast they can run. Well, how will you be spending the rest of your race day? Will you get to hold a finishing tape, be at some fun parties? How are you going to celebrate today's Chicago Marathon? Well, we're going to watch uh, about 30,000 participants come across the finish line. We're going to put medals around them, which is awesome. We're going to uh, celebrate the 8,500 charity runners uh, and, and really just uh, enjoy the rest of the city and, and, and just celebrate this incredible, incredible day. Well, it's we really, appreciate really your support. Yeah, it is exciting. We'll let you get about it. Enjoy the day. Paul Lambert, Market President, Bank of America, as we return to a peak at the fields at the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. I'm just uh, thrilled that Dan Romanchuk was able to come in at 129.06. It's not a PR, but an amazing finish and a win. And, and just to be back here after two years away to get a taste and a flavor of that marathon racing again. And you're also a homer, though, because he's from Illinois, and, you know, we all cheer for the home guys. Go and Illini. Boy, he, he owns this now just like Tatiana. So he, he's yeah. got a ways to go until he matches... Uh, the seven, possibly eight victories if she maintains her lead here. Yeah, she four times Tatiana McFadden's won four world marathon majors in a single year. The only person ever to do That's that. That's crazy. That is crazy. So you're right. Dan's got a way to catch up, but uh, another bunch of women's chair runners uh, have a way to catch up in the race spinning behind Tatiana McFadden. That approximate finish will come up momentarily. At the finish line with Greg and Jenny, we want to shoot out to Chris Weirman, where the men's field does include American Galen Rupp in the middle of a, a pack that seems to be floating wide and then tucking in again. Chris, what do you make about how the men's leaders are competing right now? I think they're really just trying to figure out what's going to happen. Uh, our 18th mile, our 17th and 18th mile, we're both at 456, so they're still not making any moves. This seems to be the pace that Rupp's been the most comfortable in because every time they've slowed down, he's been able to be right around there, and he's looking pretty good. Uh, just so everybody that, that has watched these runners know that the athletes, the elite athletes, go through some of the same struggles as the, the rest of the pack. And when we were around mile 17, Turo was holding his side, clearly trying to work out some side stitches, uh, but then right afterwards took the lead and is pushing the pace a little bit now. Uh, nobody's made a move yet. I'm, I'm expecting one pretty soon because we've only got eight miles to go, and someone's going to have to start pushing the pace because, like you said, we have a pack of seven, and they're all looking pretty comfortable right now as they measure each other up. Is it heating up at all temperature-wise? Is there any breeze? Is the weather any kind of factor as these men, and again, the approximate men's finish is about 9.35 this morning. Weather any kind of factor out there, Chris? 
You know, we've seen the sun peeking out between the clouds a little bit, but it's not seeming to bother the athletes. These guys are still running right in the middle of the road. They're not trying to hide under any of the, the trees to get any shade, which is something that I would have been doing. Um, so I don't think the weather's affecting them, but they're also only running 456 pace right now. So they're not running as fast as I, I think the weather would have a significant impact if they were doing so. So I think they're pretty comfortable right now. Uh, so the, the weather is not a significant factor, uh, but especially it's related to the pace that they're running right now. They're, they're certainly under control. Yeah, Who's under that control. falling off the back? Uh, it looks like right now uh, Tamura is, is starting to struggle a little bit. You know, he was running really, really well for a long time, uh, but that pack swallowed him up, and his, his stride looks the same as we saw early on when he was leading, but he's got a grimace on his face. We can see his teeth, and... I think he's starting to feel the effects of that early run uh, and that pushing early on. Chris, I see some antsiness of the field. It seems like especially the runners that are in the front of that pack, like I've noticed Galen, he'll start to kind of make a move and then he kind of checks himself to hold back a little bit. It seems like no one yet wants to make the big defining move. Um, do you get that sense as well? Yeah, you are dead on there. I mean, these guys are all looking at each other and waiting for someone to make one. And so it's an interesting dynamic because you've got guys like right now, uh, you know, Rupp near the lead and, and um, Kipiego's been near the lead. And I think they're ready for someone to make a move, but they're just not quite ready to make it. And I suspect it's because you still got a big pack there. You don't want to make a move too early and not be able to drop them. So I, I think you're right. They're antsy. Someone's going to make it, and I think there's going to be two or three people that are going to get right on that train and go with them. Chris Wehrman following the lead men. It's a group of about six and then a seventh falling back. American Galen Rupp, the fastest American in the field, is in that pack among the leaders. Kengo Suzuki has to do something soon. If you look at his best 5K, 10K times, they're nowhere near what the rest of that field can run. He's got to try to separate himself somewhere before it gets to the last two or three miles. Right, we're going to get back to the men's pack in a minute as they get within about six, seven miles of the finish in an approximate 9.35 a.m. finish time, about a half hour, 40 minutes away from crowning a new men's champion here in Chicago. The elite women, or is it an elite woman? Jenny Spangler as we head back out to our insider and NCAA All-American Trainer Moser. It's, it's Ruth Chepengedich and a whole bunch of asphalt behind her, isn't it, Trainer? Yeah, it's been a one-woman show. Ruth has been um, taking the charge on her own. She's been holding the pace. She has slowed. Um, she started off at a very, very aggressive 212 pace and she has backed off to a 216 pace, but she has remained comfortable. She's running by herself, um, and her stride looks great. Um, she did have one mishap at mile 15. She was supposed to take at a water stop. She ended up grabbing the wrong bottle and just dropping it, and then um, that did slow her down a little bit, but she hopped right back on pace. Yeah, and Ruth, she's at a part of the course right now that's a little bit lonely. There's not a lot of spectators out in that portion of the course. She's running on her own. I mean, this is this is tough for somebody in that position. Yeah, we just hit mile 18, and, and honestly, between mile 16 and mile 22 is usually the toughest part of the course for a lot of the marathoners. They just call it a grind where they just have to really dig and start focusing um, and just just keeping their head in it. Um, she seems to be doing well, um, still holding her steady pace. 
But yeah, we definitely hit the tough part of the course for her. And do you see anybody else behind her? Do you see a Sarah Hall? Do you see a Vivian Kiplagat? Or are they so far out of her range that she just she's there? Um, the women, yeah, she's um, Kip, Kiplagat is following. She is about two or three minutes behind. So um, Ruth has been kind of on her own this whole time. But um, Vivian Kiplagat is, I think she's at 218 pace, which is still very, very aggressive as well for her. So the, women, the women's race has spread out quite a bit, and I know Sarah Hall is back there in third at, on 223 pace. Trainier, thank you. We're going to have to split really quick because we're anticipating the women's wheelchair finish any moment now. But a quick uh, check-in with the score, Sean Anderson, who's soaking it all in from the lead vehicle through the streets of Chicago. How's your tour going? How much of these athletes have you seen? Uh, what's what's your point of view, Sean? Yeah, the tour's been great so far, and everyone's taking it in. Even police officers have their phone when we're passing by when these elite athletes are approaching them. Everyone is excited for this race. We're in the Pilsen area. We're seeing great murals on the side of buildings. It's been a great scene so far in the Pilsen neighborhood. We're going to be approaching Chinatown as well, and they really show out for this marathon as well. Also, Greektown was really, really vibrant. A lot of people out there, and over at Mile 15, there's a charity block party for the Chicago Marathon. Since 2002, the marathon has raised $246 million for the marathon, and even there was a celebrity sighting of Will Perdue, a former Chicago Bull, over by Mile 15 as well. I'm Sean Anderson, back to Josh List, the Score Broadcast Center, near the finish line. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Will Perdue out there supporting the folks along the, the uh, roads of the Chicago Marathon. This is the 43rd running, and we're back. Happy to be with you on the score, anticipating Tatyana McFadden's what will be her eighth, I'm sorry, this will be her ninth Chicago Marathon Championship if she can hold on today. She's the leader with about a two-minute gap between her and anybody else. So we've, we're seeing blowouts, Jenny Spangler, in the women's and the women's chair fields. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, the Women's Day for blowouts, I guess he would say. But it's a little Tati windy. It's a day for blowouts, yeah, yeah with the wind <laughs> whipping around us, too. But, yeah, Tatiana, you know, eight, nine-time winner of this marathon. She knows this course very, very well. And I'm just excited to see her out there um, doing what she does best. Mm-hmm. It's the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon here on The Score, along with experts Greg Meyer and Jenny Spangler and our insiders along the course. I'm Josh Liss. Stick with us momentarily. Tatiana McFadden, unless something sideways happens, will cross first and win her ninth Chicago Marathon. A windy, overcast day has seen some peaks of sun and a little bit of a cool breeze. Personally, I'm in shorts and a T-shirt. Greg Meyer's got a windbreaker on, so we're comfortable. I mean, the runners are happy for any kind of breeze, but that sun could peak through a little bit. There are no uh, you know, thousands and thousands of fans in the park coming off COVID, coming off the pandemic. They've been pushed to the edges of the park. We're only surrounded by insiders and sponsors and things, so we're not hearing that massive array of cowbells. But out on the course where you're listening to us right now, we hope, streaming on 670 to score in the Odyssey app and listening on 670 AM, nearly 2 million folks out there. That's really where the party is at. That's where they're having fun. There's a three-man break right now. Galen's right there but they have separated themselves. Tura is, again, pushing the pace along with Galen Ruff right behind. So an interesting development there. This could be that break 
where they say, okay, now the race begins. Around 20 miles, American Galen Rupp has found himself in a group of just two others that include Seifu Tura, the 24-year-old Ethiopian, and one other. And I have to say, just looking at this race right now, these three men, in my opinion, Galen looks the most comfortable. He doesn't seem to, his upper body, even in this stage of the race, is not working too hard where everybody else seems to really be pumping their arms. So it's looking good for Galen. Galen for looks right smooth now. and he's responding to what Tura is doing. Uh, I, I, I like what he's doing. It doesn't mean he's going to win, but he's part of the race now. Absolutely. I mean, and, and this is where the race has begun. All right, guys, Tatiana McFadden has up. Tatiana McFadden has made it down Columbus Drive all alone and will cross the winner once again at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. The one and only 32-year-old legend of the sport, Tatiana McFadden, for the ninth time in her career, is the Bank of America Chicago Marathon champion. And she made up for a disappointing second-place finish in 2019 behind Manuela Schar. No surprise, the all-time great in the chair race, let alone here in Chicago, is the winner again. Wow. I'm really happy for her. She's struggled, as we mentioned, in the past few years with injuries, health issues. She's back. She once made her Chicago Marathon debut in a 2009 victory, closest women's finish ever in Chicago Marathon. They had a, 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 a battle at the tape there, and she's never looked back. When she was a baby, she was adopted by American parents in a Russian orphanage. And, uh, you know, in the next few years, growing up in Illinois and attending that legendary U of I program has become one of the most accomplished Paralympians as well, all time. An eight-time, now nine-time Chicago Marathon champion. Just the finest athlete you're ever going to see coming through the streets of Chicago. Just incredible what she's accomplished. The men are about, what, mile 20, 21, Greg Meyer, and it's, they've been whittled down to a group of three? And it's a race now. It's Now, when you say it's a race, it's where they're not just running against the clock, but there's more to it. Go oh, ahead. no, this is, I want to win. Uh, I don't think these guys have been thinking about the clock at all. I think early on, that, that fast pace took a toll on some of the guys. But right now, these are the guys that ran smart, and they're the ones that are going to race over the last few miles. Time doesn't matter. The victory matters. Seifu Tura, Shafira Tamru, and Galen Rupp. That's Galen Rupp. Shafira Tamru and Seifu Tura, your top three in the men's pack right now, past mile 20. The times have slowed down. They were fast out of the gate. And again, weather doesn't seem to be that much of a difference, guys. I, I, I mean, unless you catch a little bit of a, a cool breeze here or there, it seems like it's been moderate. And even for the uh, average runners that are starting out now, it doesn't seem to be too impactful. Absolutely, and I'm very grateful for these back-of-the-pack runners. Um, all week, we've been watching the temps go up and up and up. Today seems good, and as I keep saying, most of these runners have trained in this all summer. Those of us in the Midwest, it's been hot, it's been humid. Um, so it's, it's a good day for all. Yeah, we had drought-like conditions for a lot of our summer, so it was hot training over those months, gearing up to the return 
to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. All right, guys, we're going to catch our breath. We've got a couple of winners today. Congratulations to the chair winners, Tatiana McFadden and Daniel Romanchuk, who have won here before and have repeat. Galen Rupp, the 2017 champ, is in a group of three men at the lead. And Ruth Chepengedich is in a race against the clock, trying to set a world record or maybe even a Chicago Marathon time record today. We've got a lot more ahead. Please stick with us. It's the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon broadcast on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Do you want to own a piece of history from the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day and get your copy of the Chicago Tribune commemorative results section featuring all the names and times of runners that finish under six hours and 30 minutes. Own a piece of history. Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day. Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. For over 30 years, American Airlines has been proud to be the official airline of the Chicago Marathon. This marathon is no small feat, but a massive accomplishment to all who have qualified to participate. We're honored to play a small part in their journeys to get here by connecting these exceptional runners from all over the world to their dream of crossing the finish line in today's race. We wish the best of luck to all of today's participants. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. 
We are back and nearing what could be a tight finish in the men's race. While in the women's Chicago Marathon, one woman is blowing away the field and is aiming for a course record, maybe even a world record. Welcome back. It's Josh Liss with experts Jenny Spangler and Greg Meyer here along Columbus Drive in the heart of Grant Park. A little bit of sun is peeking through on a slightly breezy overcast day. It's fall in Chicago. It's sweatshirt weather. You want to keep the shorts on, go ahead. Well, out on the course, American 34-year-old the third fastest U.S. time ever, 2017 Chicago champ Galen Rupp is in the middle of a three-man pack. Greg, where are they and what are you seeing? They're close to about the 22-mile mark. They went through the 21st mile running a 4.43, so they're picking up the pace. This is their move to get to the finish. The person who really uh, appears to be smart in this is Kip Tanui. He's tucked in behind. He's not breaking any wind. He's just waiting just waiting but all three look good right now i think we're in for an exciting last few miles that would be an interesting strategy jenny greg what you know you've been up obviously in this kind of a pack before what is going through their minds mentally at this point actually what you're looking for are little clues that give you positive momentum you want to be thinking about what good is going to happen in the next two or three miles not what's bad and every time that like somebody makes a little move and you cover it with ease, you build confidence. So you're just looking for that little, little crack in the armor of somebody else that you can take advantage of and hopefully put them behind you. Let's head out to the front of the men's pack and bring in Chris Weirman, our expert who's been following Galen Rupp and the rest all day for a while there, Chris. It looked like we lost Galen, but now he's certainly in position to maybe win again in Chicago. Yeah, and Galen has been right tucked in behind the leaders. Uh, ever since he caught back up around mile 15. We are uh, just a couple of blocks now from uh, Guaranteed Rate Field, uh, which means we're in our last stretch of wind, and the wind is not insignificant. So I think that this is really going to have an impact uh, on the back uh, couple of miles on Turo because he's been leading. He was the one who made the move uh, just after mile 20. He has motioned a few times for someone else to take the lead. And from my perspective, smartly, nobody is. I mean, as you guys have been talking about, this is a race. This is about who's going to get to the finish line first. They're not on any record pace. So, you know, I, there's no reason for, from my perspective, for anybody to help anybody else out. And I think that that's going to pay dividends for both Rupp and Kip Tanui, um when, when Tura starts to fade, if, if he does. Because okay, he hasn't Chris, been able to break them yet. But then, Chris, as they make another slight tr twist and uh, Rupp looks over his shoulder, between Seifu Tura, the 24-year-old Ethiopian, and the 31-year-old Kenyan, Eric Kip Tanui, and then there who might be the speedier one? Who's got the edge maybe in a, sh in a shorter distance? Well, Tur is the youngest of the three. You know, he's still in his 20s, so you would think that he has some of the fresh legs. When you talk about uh, Kip Tanui being in his 30s, you know, and and Rob, I mean, it just after a while, your legs just aren't as fresh, and you don't have the same type of turnover. The flip side is, Rob and Kip Tanui, I think, are being very smart and using their experience by not pushing the pace, by tucking in, by letting someone else do the work. And so, there's going to be a point in time, I think, very soon 
when Tur's not going to be able to make the move, realize he's not going to be able to break him, and I think he's going to, as Greg pointed out, have that little fault there, and it's going to open the door for either Ruff or Kipsanui to, to, to make a move and start pushing the pace on the, the long run home on Michigan Ave. Yeah, stick with us, Chris. I know Jenny and Greg are going to uh, pop in here uh, mentioning Tura, Seifu Tura. Grew up competing for Ethiopia, uh, 3K, 5K, uh, moving to the road. So he has uh, some higher level experience at his young age at those shorter distances, guys. They do. They have some leg speed. That track experience helps you when you want to start gauging when you time your final kick. What do you, you know, so the person who's the least confident is going to make the next biggest move. And it looks like Turu has actually made a move, Chris. Does he seem to be uh, taking charge of this field? It looks like it, but what he's, I think somewhat interestingly, is that Rupp and Kipsanui uh, were behind Tura, made a little bit of an outside push around one of the turns. Tura stayed on the inside and did surge a little bit, uh, but he did make the break because he looked back and saw him, and I think um, he's still trying to figure out if they're going to go with him or not. But I do think Tura, as Greg just mentioned, feeling a little bit less confident because he hasn't been able to break him, still looking at him and trying to see if he can make one last dash to break him apart now. And Tura seems to be looking at his watch an awful lot. Why, why would somebody want to look at their watch at this late stage of the race? You know, it's, it's an interesting point that you make. He is looking a lot because now we're in race mode. The, the time doesn't matter. So what I'm anticipating and thinking is that he's looking just to make sure that he doesn't make too much of a move. Um, but as we say that, Rupp is now falling off a little bit up with this uh, Tura move. Not a big gap, but he's starting to struggle a little bit more. Um, and Tura's got a two-second gap or so on Kitsunui. So we'll see as we get ready to turn on South Michigan Ave right now if he's able to pull away or if this was a little bit premature. Only a few miles to go, and the men's race has thinned out between Seifu Tura, Eric Kiptanui, and Galen Rupp. 23rd mile of the race as they uh, start to head north from one of the southernmost parts of the course up towards Columbus Drive and Grant Park. And again, at this late stage, you don't want to see a gap open up like that. It's one thing when a guy picks up the pace now and they get, you know, three, four, five yards on you. But when they gap you with 20 or 30 yards, that doesn't bode well when you only have two and a half miles to go. Well, we saw Galen Rupp fall behind near the start a couple of times in the first few miles of the race, and here we are with just a few to go, and he's accordion back again. Greg, do you think Rupp has what it takes to catch up now about that 50-yard gap? Now, at this point, it doesn't bode well for him because you can only stretch that accordion so many times or that string so many times before it breaks. And right now it looks like Tura has broken both of them and has opened up a slight, well, a, not just a slight lead, but probably 30, 40 meters. And at this late date, something has to happen to him in order for the pack to catch him again. Yeah, yeah. Seifu Tura, the leader of the Bank of America, Chicago Marathon, Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, Greg Meyer, as they have just about less than three miles to go, the elite men. Uh, as our expert on the course, Chris Wehrman, pointed out, Jenny, uh, they're not racing against the clock right now. They're in a different style of competition. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you can put on your resume that you won the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, it's just huge. And so that's what they're going for right now. Top three, yeah, that's a great finish. But number one, that's where you want to be. Well, if 
not finishing in 2019 left a sour taste in Galen Rupp's mouth. Uh, he's he's made it past that 20 mile mark where he dropped out in that race. So he's uh, he's done a little bit better than he did last time around, Greg. So the experience on this course is there a point where Galen may take advantage of some experience being a past champ and someone who's had to drop out before? He's the past champ, but Turu's been here before too. He was sixth here in 2019, so he knows where he's at out there. He knows what he's wanted to do. He may have been looking at his watch and figuring when he wanted to make his move, all right? I wanted to go at, you know, the, the two-hour mark or the 150 mark is when he was going to make that move, but he certainly has done that. And while the two other, Galen and uh, uh, Kiptanui, are, are still back there and are now Galen has moved into second. Mm -hmm. Kiptanui drafting off the back of him they while the leader Tura is in front. They aren't quitting. I mean, he, they're still in, he's still in sight, but they can't let it gap a whole lot more. Tricky to measure their body language and really see what kind of fitness they're in at this point. Are you sensing much laboring? Are they looking strong to you, Jenny? Well, at this point in the race, you're laboring, whether you like it or not. It's how well you can fake looking good <laughs> for the other competitors. But no, I think all three of them are looking good. And as a reminder, as I have mentioned before, you know, Kip Tanui, he's got the fastest half marathon out of all three of those. He needs to make sure he starts getting up there again. And hopefully maybe he and Galen can work together to get back up. Uh, to the lead, but uh, yeah, they need to start moving pretty soon. Yeah. Just like in a in any athletic contest, like football or whatever, momentum shifts. Momentum is now shifted to Tura. He took control. The others didn't respond and go with them. They're gonna have, those two guys, Rupp and Kiptanui, are gonna have to figure out how to change their momentum to get back in the game. When you won Chicago in '82, Boston in '83, and all these other great races that you've been in your your career. Have you been in a position where you've been able to wrench that momentum away from a race and then been able to finish as well? Or what is the additional challenge once you've wrenched that momentum away, taking it through the finish line, Greg? In Chicago, uh, uh, there was a, um, a Kenyan who had about a 60-second oh, lead on me at 20 miles, and uh, Joe Zhao. And I was able to reel him in at about 22. And you can feel the the sort of air go out of them when you pass them because they've been leading for so long. And I think when Tura took off and gapped them, it creates that, it's almost like a, a kick in the stomach. It's like, uh, you know, I, I, I can't make that move. And it's disheartening. And yeah, as and a then reminder, for Tura, his additional challenge is going to have to carry this through the finish line, Jim. Absolutely, but remember now, I don't think the wind is much of a factor today, but we are heading back north now, so he's going to have the wind at his back, so he won't be fighting that. So that's another thing those other two have to keep in mind, that they're not going to be struggling against the wind, so he's going to have a little bit of an easier time maintaining his advantage. Yeah, just about three miles to go in the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Elite Men's Race and 24-year-old Ethiopian Seifu Tura has pulled away to a big lead. Galen Rupp and Eric Kiptanui have faded back. We're getting to know a little bit more of Seifu Tura. As Greg pointed out, you may have missed it a couple of years ago in the last running of the Chicago Marathon. Tura was in the field. It was his uh, first time, and he finished sixth. We should mention, guys, that an ordinary sixth-place finish in the Bank of America Chicago Marathon is typically good enough to win most. any other marathon in the world 
So coming in as well, Tura has a PR of 204.29. That was set in Milan in May earlier this year, fourth place. So if you look at Tura's PR, 204.29, second best in the field today. Um, you could have bet against him, I suppose, but we're not totally surprised that he's got a big lead at this point. And Galen looks securely in second at this point. But again, that gap appears to be widening. Well, just to get back up on the, pa the podium this year for Galen Rupp, I know he's going to want to win this race, and he may still have a push in him with just a couple of miles to go. Um, they've got Mount Roosevelt to deal with. You know, Galen is old school. He's just a hard guy. What does that mean to you in racing? In road um, running? He wants to compete. He doesn't want pacers. He wants it to be a war out there. He wants the other guy to have to think as much as he is. When he had pace setters, you don't think. You just run. But can old school still win a new race like this? Yeah, you can. What do you think? Yeah, Jen, you're oh, not absolutely. Yet. Galen thrives on competition, and that to me is old school. Watch goes out the window. How your feeling goes out the window. Those last few miles, you just grind it out. Yeah, the elites nearing two hours as they get water heading north and then a quick twist west in just a matter of moments we'll be calling the men's winner here at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Interesting to see Seifu Tura, the 24-year-old Ethiopian against sixth in Chicago in 2019. He's here for just the second time and this is just his third career world marathon major. Tura was in the Olympics. I'm sorry, he did not finish the Tokyo Marathon in 2019. I see Tokyo, I think Olympics. It looks like about a five to ten second gap between Tura and American Galen Rupp. With Rupp, 2K to go, just over a mile to go. With just over a mile to go there at the 40K mark here at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, Galen Rupp has some catching up to do. He does, but in my opinion, he is not out of this race yet. He seems to be gaining a little bit. He fell back uh, for a and while, and he's kind of, of the making road, his way Jen. up. What, what does that tell you? What does that indicate? Opposite sides of the road, different lines? Do you want to stay lines. off of his sight line? Do you want to stay away from Turo? I think Turo, obviously in front, I, Galen is saying, hey, I want Turo to think I'm way back. Mm. I think he's playing a little game a little right bit now. Of an illusion and also, there, huh? Galen knows he's going to be taking a right hand turn soon up uh, Roosevelt, so he's just one getting mile a little one smarter mile on the tangents. Yep. Yeah, one mile to go with a little bit of a grin on his face. It may have been a bit of a grit uh, off the teeth of Safe Utura. Ethiopian who's got a stretched out lead of about five to ten seconds on American Galen Rupp as they head north with just a mile to go in the Chicago Marathon. One is in orange, one is in white. Tura's wearing an orange bib and Rupp in white. We thought the sun might be out. It's been overcast 99% of the morning. It hasn't been warm at all. Jenny, I don't think the weather has affected these folks at all. The elites. It, it doesn't appear it. Of course, you and I are just sitting in this broadcast booth. I suppose the, the, humid, <laughs> the humidity is really the hidden uh, maybe devil out there. Absolutely. It is, but I think the wind has helped in, and will help, especially the mid and backpackers, uh, keep them cool. What's interesting right now is Galen Rupp a look over to her could shoulder. be setting he's, he's a personal rough. best today, even though he gets second. I mean, it, they're, they're less than a mile away, and they were at about two hours with a mile to go. He could run a personal best. We've seen an American might not record. Be good enough. No, it might not be good enough against Seifu Tura, who keeps looking over his shoulder back at Rupp, who's in a distant second place, about eight, ten seconds back. We've seen an American record set in Chicago uh, was Khalid Kanuchi's victory of 207.01 back in 2002. I don't think we're anywhere near that number, are we? 207? No. No. 
No, we are not. Oh, uh, wow. Galen Rupp. Oh, no. Are you, we, you are. Uh, uh, yeah, because Galen's, well, we'll Galen's best second. is 206. Yeah, we'll do that math in a second. It's gonna Push is going to come to shove here in a moment. Uh, how do you read the body language of Seifu Tura, who seems to open? He's, he's huffing in. He's gritting a little bit. Uh, Greg, uh, Chris Weirman was saying he's a little more muscular. That might explain his sort of herky-jerky style. He, he's not operating very smoothly at this point, Jen. No, not at all. He's gritting his teeth. He's pumping those Another arms. Look over he's looking, he's looking over his shoulder. So you know he's probably suffering. Well, we're all suffering at that point. Let's let's face it. If but Galen, uh, he wants to know if it's going to come down to a sprint finish or not. Galen Rupp looks a lot smoother than Seifu Tour at this juncture, but he's going to have to make up a gap of about 10 seconds. Sometimes when the guy in second sees the person looking back and sees the struggle or a little panic in their eye, it changes that momentum again. It may give him hope. Galen Rupp's won in Chicago before, but he's got some catching up to do with less than a mile to go because Seifu Tura has taken the lead in about the 24th mile, pulled away from a handful of others, and now Rupp is looking back behind him. He's again got some catching up to do. Galen Rupp, the 34-year-old American who's had one of his career highlights here in Chicago as a 2017 champion, is trying to catch up and win again in Chicago. Absolutely, and I know we have we talk about Mount Roosevelt. It's a small little hill if you're just walking up it, but running it at the end of the marathon is huge, and it can make or break a race. So I think Galen's still looking ahead. Galen has not given up yet on this win. It's the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon here on Sports Radio 670. The score, we've been on the air since 7 a.m. We're going to be on to 11, giving you blow-by-blow -blow coverage all the way through as the men's elites go into the final mile here, and Galen Rupp is trying to play catch-up to Ethiopian Seifu Tura, who's not a stranger to Chicago. He was sixth in 2019, but he's gritting and struggling while trying to keep those knees up in the final mile. Rupp doesn't look like he's got any finishing kick happening now. 800 meters to go. Galen Rupp has won in Chicago. It was 2017. Came back, finished in fifth place a year later, but then had to drop out two years ago. Last year, the race was postponed, and not everybody was able to race consistent schedules. Any moment now, Jenny, Seifu Tura is going to turn up onto Mount Roosevelt. He peeked over his shoulder, and now he's sort of switching sides on the road. Another peek at his watch as well in an orange bib. Number three, Seifu Tura is in first place and the lead the on a turn towards Roosevelt Road. He's heading up that hill, and it's just a matter of yards and not miles now before we see the leaders come down Columbus Drive. Sadly, it's not going to be Galen's day, but what a great run by Tura. It was, uh, you know, just a lot of things happening out there that started early with little surges and, you know, different things up and back, up and back. It was just one of those days where it was a grind and he was the best grinder of the group. Absolutely and I know Galen wanted the wind. He's not going to be entirely happy with uh, second place today but I think Galen ran incredibly today, especially, you know, given his disappointment at Tokyo. So he should be really, really proud of today. Now Seifu is heading downhill with the momentum coming off Mount Roosevelt. Here he comes. Up onto Columbus Drive. We've got eyes on Seifu Tura in the orange bib. One last glance at his watch. Doesn't need to look over his shoulders because in an easy pit pat patter, Seifu Tura may be grinding it out a little bit. Is that a smile or is he gritting his teeth? 
24-year-old Seifu Tura in his second time in Chicago, blowing kisses to a smaller than usual crowd. Both fingers number one in the air, crosses the tape as the Bank of America Chicago Marathon champion. The 43rd running goes to Seifu Tura. A well-earned we'll, victory. A, a well-earned well victory. victory. And now just a few seconds behind is American Galen Rupp. Listen to the crowd. Just a few seconds behind. Rupp will not win this year, but second place puts him on the podium. And he is still Rupp. Again, one of the most accomplished Chicago Marathon runners of all time. Still the standard that all American distance runners right now on the male side have to look at and go, he's the man. And really, you know, Galen has a, what, PR is what, 206.07? He wasn't that far off of that today. No, I think he was just around 207 change. Yep. That's uh, so a solid effort of... on a day that wasn't perfect. Yeah, it was. So for the winner, Seifu Tura, he came in in an unofficial time of 2 hours, 6 minutes, 12 seconds. Looking at our times, that is clearly not a course record. Dennis Cometo was three minutes, uh, about two and a half minutes faster in 2013. So the champion is Seifu Tura, and our second place finisher is Galen Rupp. Guys, uh, Eric Kiptanui, any sign of Kiptanui? Have we, have we? He's in. And he is in for third. Amazing finish as Seifu Tura is crowned Bank of America Chicago Marathon champion. He's toweling off on his feet, catching his breath, hands on his knees, reaching down for some water, continues to grit his teeth. Is he smiling? He's taking in some water, hobbling a little bit, but not showing much sign of distress at all. He had that gritted sort of look on his face. He's catching his breath, leaning over a railing right now, and immediately race director Kerry Pinkowski is on him. Are you okay? Are you okay? He's rubbing his neck. Do you need anything? Are you all right? He's giving him an affirmative. Kerry walks off. Tura takes another sip of water. He is thrilled to be the champion. Uh, made the sign of the cross, crossing the finish line, a white tape, and say Futura is the winner in Chicago. We didn't have a race last year. Back this year, we've named three of our four winners already. The chair winners, Dan Romanchuk and Tatiana McFadden, and our men's winner, Seifu Tura. The women's race is a race against the clock. We're going to catch you up on that pretty soon. Guys, 206-1232, uh, 206-12, I think. What do we think of this year's time, considering how the pace of the men's race went? You know, I, I think the pace was unsettling. But also, I think the wind slowed these guys down a little bit. Uh, it made it a, a little bit more tactical, especially um, after about uh, 10 or 12 miles. Uh, but an incredible effort. I think the, the smart guys that stayed out of the fray early were the ones that finished well. And, you know, we talk about Galen Rupp. He was only 20 seconds off his personal best. So 206.35 versus 206.07. Um, Pretty doggone good effort on a day that wasn't perfect. No, you're right. Uh, less than 30 seconds off his personal record. Galen Rupp just didn't have that last kick. He had a couple of kicks within the race to stay there. Winds up finishing second. So the men's winner is Seifu Tura. While, guys, in the women's race, it's a one-woman show. 
The new star of Chicago is Ruth Chepengedich. And as we head out to the course and bring in our insider and NCAA All-American, Trenier Moser, what do you think about Ruth, what Ruth is being able to do today? Um, it's been amazing. Ruth has been going at it alone. Um, her pacer had dropped out at mile nine. Um, he was supposed to go to mile 18. So she's been running um, this at our, on our own. We've just hit mile 24 in 209. Um, so she is staying steady at a 20, um, at, at 220 pace, which is around probably like 520 miles. Um, she's been staying steady there, taking lead, running at on her own. It's been like, like, truly a one-woman show right now. And I don't know if, Trenier, um, you probably can't see any the second pack out there um, since Ruth is so far ahead of everybody. But all indications are, you know, we keep talking about Sarah Hall, the top American runner, but Emma Bates appears to have overtaken Sarah Hall, and she's currently running in third, poised actually to take over second place, Vivian Kiplagat. We talked about Emma Bates earlier. She's just a very strong runner, and oftentimes on con in races where the conditions, like wind or cold or rain, those strong runners, um, athletic runners, you know, as opposed to, you see the traditional skinny little marathon runners, Emma's strong. She can, she can bolt through this wind, and I, I think she's going to have a great finish here. Absolutely. And Emma was fourth at Chicago in 2019. I know this year she switched training. She moved to Boulder from Idaho. Um, she had a great race um, at the Marathon Project in December. So she's definitely in shape. And you're, you're right. She is one of the people we don't talk a lot about. But she's so, so strong. And she's looking like she's solidly in third at this point. And just keeps improving. Correct. Just keeps improving. So Ruth Chepengedich is blowing away the field in our numbers two and three in the running with just a few minutes to go in the women's race. Are who again? Uh, Vivian Kiplagat. She... Um, is about three minutes behind Ruth, and Emma Bates is only 20 seconds behind Vivian. Um, but just so you know, Sarah Hall is still hanging in there, but she's slowly dropping back a little bit. All right, good stuff, Jenny Spangler, Greg Meyer, for myself, Josh Liss. We've called three of the four winners today. We've got a lot more to come. Don't go anywhere. It's the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. 
Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. We are still in the thick of the Chicago Marathon with another champion to be crowned. There will be a new women's winner here in Chicago, along with Jenny Spangler and Greg Meyer, and rejoined here at the finish line by Chris Weirman, who was out following the elite males. Guys, let's focus on the women's race. They're going to be coming in soon. She is going to be coming soon in soon. Ruth Chepengedich blowing away the field by more than a minute, Jenny. 
Absolutely. She said an outstanding race today, much of it done on her own. She had very, very little help out there. I think Trenier said the pacer even dropped out at mile nine. Yeah, Greg, her own pacer dropped out early. Yeah, and, and, and my guess is because the pace was too fast. You know, he, he wasn't prepared to go that fast. But she's a recent half-marathon world record holder. I guess maybe a little over-eager, perhaps, to get her first Chicago run started. I'm not sure. She's got the speed, and she's blowing away the field by well over a minute, nearly two. The uh, next closest Americans are in an interesting bit of a comp competition there. Oh, actually, Emma for, Bates for just took over. Vivian Kipla got for second place. She's running in second place right now. Uh, a couple minutes behind Ruth, but... No one behind her right now. But another great breakthrough race for her. A great breakthrough race from 225 down. I mean, she is just always improving right now. Yeah, Emma Bates is who we're talking about. She's giving it a push to finish second here in Chicago, Boulder, Colorado. Finished fourth in Chicago in 2019 in that 225 pace you mentioned. I'd call her one of the budding stars in U.S. running. Uh, fifth career marathon today, uh, near PR. 225.40 out of that marathon project almost a year ago. U.S. Olympic trials in February 20, four minutes slower than her fourth place Chicago Marathon PR four months earlier in October 19. So Emma Bates in second place, well behind the women's leader Ruth Chepengedich. Yeah, and it's always fun for somebody like Emma, she's been flying under the radar, so she's been able just to kind of do her thing all weekend, focus on her race, and come out here and make a statement. Yeah, that's good stuff, good stuff. So Emma Bates is looking to make a statement here today in Chicago. Uh, she run, let's see, she's run only five road and track races this all year with times not really to brag about, but this wasn't your ordinary year for, for uh, these elites. No, right? and when you're running those shorter distances, if you're using those as preparation for a marathon, you're probably not resting in those either, but you're getting ready. You're mentally building up for, for what your goal race is, and her goal race was Chicago. And I, I think sometimes when athletes aren't invited to speak at the press conference, they get a chip on their shoulder, and they go, I'm going to get them. I'm going to take their number on Sunday. Love it. Yeah, part of the competition. A former high-level runner and our man following the lead runners, lead males for the third year in a row, is hitting home run after home run with his descriptions about what was happening out in the field today. Chris Weirman joins us down near the finish line in Columbus Park. Chris, great to have you on today. I loved how you explained what was happening during the race, which was which concluded with Seifu Tura first and the American Galen Rupp second. What uh, stands out to you as you were traveling along those 26.2 miles? Well, at the end of the day, this is why you race, right? We were talking about what was going on with the race and what people were doing and my predictions, and many of my predictions were wrong, uh, you know, even as we were in the closing miles. And I think one of the things that we didn't see that was a great tactic used by Tura is when we made the last couple of turns within a short few block um, distance coming towards the finish line is that he was putting in little sprints and so when uh, when Rupp was when he was gapping Rupp a little bit he would disappear from Rupp's view for a second and then when Rupp would see him again he was further ahead and I think those little types of tactics really make a big difference and it shows you why you got to come out and race and PRs don't always matter and weather doesn't always matter you got to lace them up come out and do your best is that something that you see quite often in a race like this those little bit of sprints that deep when you're at maybe like what are you talking about 24 25th mile yeah because you know as you were pointing out you, you look for those little and greg was pointing this out you look for the little chips in the armor and he couldn't find one and he couldn't find them with uh with the pace changes he couldn't find it when he was taking the lead he couldn't find it with the wind so you, you take advantage of port 
parts of the case, uh, of the court, parts of the course rather, uh, where you can try to find those chips, and that's what he did. Yeah, yeah, and he gained that advantage, and Sefutura pulled away in about the 23rd, 24th mile, and left Galen Rupp and the rest of the field in his dust, crossing Mount Roosevelt as we speak, with just a matter of yards to go, is Ruth Chepengedich, the 27-year-old from Kenya, who started today on a two-hour, 12-minute world record pace, will not break any kind of records today, but has been equally impressive, blowing away the field. Here she comes. Her first race on American soil and in Chicago, the recent half marathon world record holder, Ruth Chepengedich, in an orange top, swinging her elbows back and forth, hands open, staring straight ahead, out into space. No, she only has a few yards to go. Keeping those knees up, looking healthy, hearing the cheers, only 15 yards to go in bib 102 in a bright orange shirt for the first time in Chicago. 27-year-old Kenyan Ruth Chepengedich is the winner of the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Greg and Jenny, that was a race against the clock, and she spiked it like a football in the end zone. Uh, you know, to run that wire to wire, no comp nobody around her, just the mental discipline to be able to concentrate like that for over two hours is just incredible. Jenny Spangler, what do you think? You saw Bridget Koske smash the world record in Chicago two years ago, and now this from winner Ruth Chepengedich. Absolutely, amazing performance. Like Greg mentioned, wire to wire, basically by herself. There was nobody around her for portions of this race. She was by herself, little spectators. But if you looked at her face, she just kept that same Focus, same determination. There was no kinks in her armor ever. Giving Looked hugs amazing. to her supporters beyond the finish line, leaning into the stands. Her body must be feeling like it's melting right now. What is her physical state in right now? Uh, go ahead, Jen. What, well, what what's she going through at this moment? Well, she all the exhilaration of being the champ, but you can barely stand on your feet. But you don't care. You are the champion of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. It doesn't matter. I just, though, also want to step back a minute and talk about the American women. They are currently in second and third place. For Emma Bates, this is a victory for her because she has just made another jump in her career to take second here, improving on her time. She just looks great, and this, is the, this won't be the last we see of Emma Bates here. Galen Rupp finished second on the men's side and coming in to finish right now, 24-year-old American, the top American finisher, Emma Bates in Chicago, second place behind the winner, Ruth Chepengedich. What a finish for Bates. You can't say enough about her. Just 24 years old, one of the up-and-coming stars of the sport, officially minted today. Absolutely, and I guarantee you we'll see her at that press conference next year. She will be one of only a few athletes today that sets a personal best. The conditions were not ripe to run fast. She did. She competed. She just worked her way through. What a great effort by her. It's not like it's been a lifetime of challenges for the young 24-year-old Bates, but what has she had to come through? What, is she, what kind of obstacles has she had to get over to, to get to this point in her career where she could finish like this? Really just finding her niche as to where to train. She moved away to train with somebody else. It didn't work, and she said... Now I'm going to go back to what I know and got back into just the rhythm that made her comfortable. And 
just a hard competitor. Yeah, yes. and then that Boulder, Colorado area produce, you know, with that high altitude, you're going to produce a lot of great runners. We know that formula is a winning and it formula. Really, it takes a lot of courage to make coaching moves like that and, you know, physically moving location, but she was focused on her end goal. Um, I think we're going to see Sarah Hall coming in pretty soon. Um, Sarah will be disappointed, but she's had a great race as well. How about an unofficial time on Ruth Chepengedich? Ruth Chepengedich. 2.22.31. Emma Bates, 2.24.20. Huge PR for her. 2.24.20. So what I'm noticing is no records, and as we bring in, you, you bring Chris back in, you follow the lead men, but... To win a race by that margin says a lot also. To win a world marathon major by about two minutes when you're going wire to wire. So forget about the gender. Uh, what do you think about Ruth Chepengedich's accomplishment here today? Well, it's a phenomenal accomplishment. As Jenny said, winning one of these majors is an accomplishment, obviously, by itself. Winning any marathon, finishing a marathon for that matter. Uh, but it is tough, and, and today's temperature, uh, while difficult, I think the wind was a bigger factor. Yeah, the weather never really got hot for the elites, but this wind uh, was maybe a little bit more. Speak to that. Yeah, you're right, and, and Chicago is a great city, but we've got some long straightaways on the race side, and it, it wears on you. Mentally, it wears on you. It's a grind. You're, you're fighting the wind. We had 15-mile-an-hour winds today, and... And it, it's tough. And so when you have to put together not only you're competing against everybody else, uh, but also you're kind of going to get through that wind, it can be tough. Mm -hmm. And so Sarah Hall is finally coming across the final stretch here. Guys, how, how does she look? Well, she's definitely struggling, but she's third place at the Chicago Marathon. So you've got to be happy. Even with struggling at the end, she overcame Vivian Kiplagat and was able to hang on for third. That's, yeah. that's huge. And Sarah she's hanging out. on now while one of the attendants runs up to her, hands on her knees. She's still on her feet. Does she need a towel? Does she need some assistance? It looks like she's staying on her feet. Might put a hand on the railing as the attendants take care of Sarah Hall, who had very ambitious goals as a 38-year-old coming into today's race. Her husband, Ryan Hall, one of the fastest American runners ever. But Sarah winds up finishing in third place here in the Bank of America Chicago Marathon behind fellow American Emma Bates and the 2021 43rd, 43rd running champ Ruth Chepengedich. It has been some kind of morning, guys. We've crowned our champions, but the storylines continue. Hey, Mother Nature flipped the script on us a little bit. They changed the storyline with the weather. We've got uh, the numbers to break down. We've got the chair racers to get into. We've had a repeat champ. Jenny Spangler, Greg Meyer, Chris Wehrman sticking around. It's Josh Liss. Much more to come on our coverage of the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon after this. Stick with us on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. 
Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. Do you want to own a piece of history from the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day and get your copy of the Chicago Tribune commemorative results section featuring all the names and times of runners that finish under 6 hours and 30 minutes. Own a piece of history. Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day. For over 30 years, American Airlines has been proud to be the official airline of the Chicago Marathon. This marathon is no small feat, but a massive accomplishment to all who have qualified to participate. We're honored to play a small part in their journeys to get here by connecting these exceptional runners from all over the world to their dream of crossing the finish line in today's race. We wish the best of luck to all of today's participants. You're listening to Sports Radio 670 The Score, WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago, and Odyssey Station. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. Welcome back to the finish line of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon with Jenny and Greg. It's Josh. Our experts have come off from off the course. Trainer Moser and Chris Wehrman, they'll be joining us shortly here. We've got a lot to talk about in this next hour of our broadcast. Lots to talk about, like 
four champions crowned. On the women's side, Ruth Chepengedich, an unofficial 220-231. And on the men's side, Seifu Tura, an unofficial 206-12. On the chair side, a three-peat for Dan Romanchuk out of the U of I, 129-06. And now a nine-time Chicago Marathon winner, Tatiana McFadden, 148-57, unofficial. Those are the Bank of America Chicago Marathon champions. We're hoping to be joined shortly by the top American finisher in the men's field, Galen Rupp. Until then, I want to bring in Trenere Moser, our NCAA All-American and insider. She was following the lead women, or should I say, again, woman, because Ruth Chepengedich, as I mentioned to Greg earlier, took that uh, clock today she was racing against and spiked it in the end zone like a football when she got through. It was her it, quite amazing. Uh, what, what do you make of what Ruth Chepengedich was able to do today? Um, the honestly, the double coming back from the Olympics is the biggest um, feat. A lot of women haven't been handling that double well. Um, Tokyo Olympics was just eight weeks ago, and she came here and won. Um, she set the tone very, very early, set an aggressive pace at 212, which was honestly insane. She, obviously, she <laughs> slowed a little bit, um, but it was it was really, really fun to watch her just take this race on her own and just go for it. I think she had a lot to prove today, and she did. And Emma Bates coming in as the number two finisher among the Americans. We've got a 2-3-4 American finish in Chicago. Not sure we've seen that before, but that just goes to show where the state of American distance running is. Showing off here in, in Chicago today with a Bates Hall D'Amato 2-3-4 finish. What do you think, Trenier? It's very impressive. I mean, American distance running, especially for the women, have come a long way. And today it really, really showed our strength. Um, Emma Bates, it was so impressive to see how she's been running. I know she had a coaching change this spring. Um, she's moved to an all-women's group um, headed by Josh Byhard, and it, it it just served her well. Um, just a new environment, new coaching, um, being with the training group. Um, the performance speaks for itself. Why do oh, you yeah, think second place for Emma Bates? I'd say, yeah, that switch was <laughs> worth it. Absolutely, in Chicago. Why do you think the women have been able to make a bigger jump on the world stage than the American men. We've got a couple of men that have done well, like Galen, but not the same number as you'll see on the women's side. I think a lot of it is, I'm gonna give a lot of credit to the training groups. A lot of these women are forming their groups. They have people to train with, um, to push them day in and day out. So it's really, really just showing up in the racing, um, obviously today with Emma Bates. I would absolutely agree with the trainer. It seems like the women have been forming their own groups and making it happen, where sometimes the men seem to enjoy training on their own. And I always say it's the power of the group, and this has shown up well in Chicago. You know what it is, Greg? The, the women have more solidarity, apparently, when it comes to training for the marathon, and the men are just too darn competitive. It, <laughs> it seems like it. At, at times, I think it can hurt the men. I, I really do. I, I think they worry too much about the outcome and not about the process. Yeah, so American women's marathon running is jam-packed, and today we saw three of them finish 2-3-4 on the podium in Chicago. Sarah Hall may still have that uh, goal of hers written on the mirror. Uh, unfortunate, it just didn't line up for her to break that 15-year-old American record here today, uh, did it, Trenere? No, um, I mean, the weather was a little factor. It was a little windy out there. Um, it was a tough race, um, but it, so it wasn't the day to necessarily run fast. I think going after an American record would have been pretty, a pretty tough challenge, um, but she competed well. Sarah Hall competed well, winds up third here in Chicago, 
And uh, Chris Wehrman, you've been around running long enough. We know you're a founder, co-founder of the Run Better app. You're a coach at Edge Athlete Lounge in Chicago, training hundreds of athletes to run marathon distance. Um, training among women, we've seen it at the elite level result in, in, as an example, a 2-3-4 podium, uh, two, three, four finish here in Chicago. But the men, like as Greg pointed out, maybe haven't had that kind of solidarity when it comes to training. What do you make of all that and what it comes to pushing the Americans to the top level of this sport? I think it's always been a challenge because I think that uh, male athletes, at least historically, have been taught or believe that they have to be the best. And they find it very difficult to team up with others so that they can all get better um, because they're so focused on themselves. And, and I'm not saying that necessarily as a criticism with them individually. I think that's a criticism with the sports in general. And I think that if we really want to ele elevate uh, our athletes more significantly, certainly on the men's side, they do have to work together more, and it's just going to be a mindset change we're going to have to all work on. I do see the American men running well on the track. We've seen some real progress there, better, better performances on a world stage. It's when they try to transfer to the marathon, I really don't see the times other than Galen and before that, Dathan, Ritzenheim, where they've, you know, the 2-6, 2-7 type of effort. We haven't seen that in a while, you know, and there's the talent is there, but I don't see them doing it. Yeah, the talent is there. The, the, the talent is there. Uh, I think it's just about having that mindset, and, and I think it's going to happen. I think the other big challenge is marathon training is there's just a lot of philosophies a lot of coaches do a lot of different things we heard about it at the press conference people are running longer stuff they're running based on time they're based on effort um and i think there's just again they're not that solidarity not only with the athletes themselves but even the concepts in which they want to utilize to run and, and i think you know at some point in time they're going to look at stuff like what rub's doing in that consistency and try to emulate more of that because i think that's going to what it's going to help elevate their game as well yep. yeah that makes sense makes sense uh we've we've seen a massive uh, escalation of american you know sort of getting to the podium in, in marathon running so it's been it's been nice to see Galen Rupp and then the 2-3-4 U.S. finish here in Chicago today. Your champions are 24-year-old Ethiopian Seifu Tura and 27-year-old Kenyan Ruth Chepengedich in the chairs. Three-peat for Dan Romanchuk and only her ninth Chicago Marathon title for Tatyana McFadden. Most of the runners are still out on the course, guys. Jenny and, uh, and, and, and Chris, you guys are coaches. And Trenier, you're a coach as well. And Greg, you've been around coaching. For the average runners that are out on the course today, um, what might they be going through in the middle of this thing? Because with the winners just finishing, I'll, I'll start with you on this end, Trenier. Most of the average runners are only about halfway home. <laughs> yeah, they're still in the thick of things. Um, they're kind of hitting that tough part of the course where it gets hard. They're starting to really feel it. you got to focus, um, just really drill down, and at this point, just believe in yourself. So they just got to keep it going, um, and hopefully they'll finish the way they had planned to. Yeah, and I think that the other thing is that it's been a huge bag of emotions today. You know, for starters, as you guys have commented, we're back after 728 days. We're on the streets of Chicago. The city's been shut down. People have been training for a long time for nothing and are back out there. And then, at least for a lot of our athletes here in the Midwest, one of the great things about Run Chicago Marathon is that the weather improves after hot, steamy June, July, August. You tell your athletes, just get to September, 
the temperature's gonna get better, you're gonna feel great, you're gonna run fast. And then they wake up and the weather's not that great and it's disheartening. And so, you know, we've been fortunate, I think, today that the weather actually didn't get as bad as I thought it was. And I believe that, that we've all coached our athletes well enough to know that they have to stick to their game plan, they have to be smart, and push through. And I think that they're ready to do that. And I think that they'll, we'll see that the last few miles with all of our athletes. Absolutely. And I noticed with my athletes at the beginning of the week, there was a little bit of a defeatist attitude because they have been just hoping for this cool weather break that we normally get. And there wasn't. So I just kept reminding them, you've been training this all summer, just wait another week. And actually it's to your advantage to do this. But, you know, think about the runners that started at 830. They're not even at the halfway point yet. Um, so it is, it's like Premier said, it's challenging out there, but as long as they believe in themselves and they believe in their training and they use the crowds around them, they're going to be just fine. One of the things you can't forget too is the amount of preparation that Kerry Pinkowski and the American, America's Marathon staff put into coordinating and making sure everybody is safe out there. The water stations, the aid stations, everything that goes into this to make this a safe experience. Congratulations to them because they've dealt with some bad weather in past years. This isn't ideal, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's a great day to be cheering runners on. No sun beating down on you, a little cool wind blowing by. Like we like we like to enjoy this time of your sweatshirt weather in Chicago. We're getting word that Mayor Lori Lightfoot is able to join us here on our broadcast of the 43rd Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Uh, Mayor, are you there? Oh, she's on her way here. Oh, of oh, crossing wires. I might add a, a University of Michigan grad. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Says a Michigan. All right. So we'll talk to the mayor in a second. A lot of moving parts. Wanted to ask you, Trenier, the noise and the enthusiasm for the average runner out on the course. The cowbells, the screaming, the cheering. Describe what it's like to go on that tour of the city where every sidewalk is lined in a full ring for you. Honestly, that was the best part. The people came out, they showed up. I think everyone's excited. I'm not having the event last year. I mean, it was devastating for us all. So um, just saw DJ booths, people with cowbells, just people cheering. Everyone was just super excited to have the event and be out there. And um, I think that honestly helped a lot of the runners just that energy that the city brought today. There is a lot of energy <laughs> out there today and uh, right here in our booth as we greet the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Great to have you back on our program and great to have the marathon back in Chicago. Well, it's great to have the marathon back. There are a couple of real key indicators that our city is back and the Chicago Marathon absolutely is one of them. The energy and enthusiasm of the last couple days in the city, hotels are full, uh, families are here to and friends to cheer people on and the, the race has been phenomenal. We, we didn't know we'd ever get to a point like this. It's so nice to finally have a healthy outdoor event in the city of Chicago. So when we knew it was possible, a return to running like this, uh, how much planning goes into building back something like this? Well, this is like building a mini city, right? You've got to not only just do the, the, the race route, but you've got to all the back support, the medical um, team, um, all the other supports that are here for the runners to make sure that we put together a first class um, really world-class um, marathon is phenomenal the organization is always uh, top top-notch but people are just having a lot of fun watching the runners we're gonna go to a water station soon. that's what I was gonna ask have you been able to tour the course what have you seen have you seen the runners look them in the eye get a real taste of what's happening out yeah there we, 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 um, we were here for the 
uh, elite wheelchair and the men's and the women's uh, finalists. Um, and we're going to go out and tour the course and pass out some water. And luckily, it's not as hot today as they predicted. Well, Mayor, if you turn around, you'll get a glimpse of the men's second-place finisher today, Galen Rupp, the top American finisher. Well, let me just tell you, my wife and I have been following his career for years. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent, first class, um, and got to talk to him briefly earlier. I I'm just a huge fan and so honored that he's here in our, in our race. Well, this race doesn't happen without the great support of the city of Chicago and you, Mayor Lightfoot. Thanks for spending a moment with us on the broadcast. Enjoy the rest of Marathon Race Day. All go right. Blue. Go Sox. There you go. <laughs> uh, we're hearing a rumor there's a big game tonight. Mayor Lori Lightfoot with us. Well, that was a treat to speak with the mayor. You know, really, uh, the great sponsors and the politicians that get behind this race make it next level. You know, there's only six Abbott World Marathon majors where the best marathon runners in the world come to. This could be any other city, but no, we get to have it here in Chicago. The winner today, Ruben Kipiego, uh, came in with an, I'm sorry, Say Futura came in with an unofficial time of 206 12 and Galen Rupp, the top American finisher in second place in unofficial 206.35. So just about 23 seconds behind. Executive Race Director Kerry Pinkowski is here with us Josh. now. And uh, we'll be joined by Galen Rupp soon. We just spoke with the mayor. I know there's there's no uh, truth to the rumor that the uh, Bank of America Chicago Marathon is going to be moving to Arlington Heights anytime soon, No, no, soon, no, right? no. Absolutely. We're here in the city of Chicago. We're not going anywhere. Oh, good, good. And Galen Rupp just took a seat. Hey, that's a big smile on your face. You talked about uh, congratulations, second place, amazing time. W w what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously I wanted to win, but, uh, you know, I felt like I put myself in a great position. Um, it's, it's really been a long couple of years. You know, the last time I ran here in 2019, I had to stop around 22, 23 miles. Um, left a real sour taste in my mouth. So I was happy to be back. You know, I'm feeling more and more like my old self. And uh, I was, I did everything I could from an execution standpoint. Just didn't have it that last mile. Yeah, all right. So let's talk through this race, guys. Galen's got a few minutes. We're going to start with you. 1982 Chicago Marathon winner Greg Meyer down on the end. What do you got, bud? I'm just curious, when you were out there, early on, you were dropping off, then coming back. Was that because they were doing some outrageous stuff on pace, and you were comfortable? Yeah, what went into some of that early accordion action? Yeah, I mean, that was all part of the plan. You know, talking to Mike Smith, you know, my coach heading in here, he, we wanted to be around 63 minutes at the half. And, uh, you know, I'm not the smartest guy, but math was easy because it was 15 minutes per 5K. So, uh, you know, I knew I was a little ahead of schedule. I was keeping an eye on the clock. and. Really just wanted to get there as even as possible. The race doesn't want in the first 13 miles. You know, it's a long ways. And, and I knew those guys were going to pay for it a lot, all those surges early on. Yeah, there were quite a few surges. Jen, the times early on, like we're talking about the surges, and we're watching a lot happening during that first half of the Oh, race. it was an exciting to watch. And first, congratulations. You're really only, what, 20 seconds off of your PR. So that's huge for a big comeback race for you. And I was just curious. I know in the later stages of the race, it looked like you wanted to go, but you kept holding yourself back. Were you antsy to get this race going? I was a little bit, you know, in hindsight immediately, uh, you know, I, I wish I had taken it a little easier, you know, from that 15 to 22 miles. Um, there's a little bit of a headwind, you know, in places, and so you start to get antsy, but you also want to tuck in and keep conserving because, again, you know, those, 
last three, four miles really hit you hard. I think you saw that today with everybody. And so, uh, you know, I had to try to control that um, as best I could, but definitely got a little too antsy, I think, in those middle miles. Top American finisher in second place today. He's up on the podium, second place at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Um, Galen, you talked about wanting to get that sour taste out of your mouth from that rough 2019. We weren't able to race last year, and here you are. So is the sour taste out of your mouth? Yeah, it's definitely not there, but, uh, you know, as, as great as second was, you know, I, I definitely want to come back and win again. You know, this is, it's still, once you're right there, you know, and, and I've had victory here before, it's just maybe all that more motivated to come back and, and try to get a second one. Yeah, race director Kerry Pinkowski is not going to let you leave town until you put pen to paper, I think, right? <laughs> well, Mary Lightfoot was out there. She, we're going to put her on our recruiting team because she was inviting everybody back, and, and, and why not? But Galen, great job. You know, he's been such a great ambassador for us, and the city of Chicago is a comeback city, are we not? And this 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 gentleman is a comeback. So, kid. what do you think, Kerry? I mean, you had eyes on this thing, start to finish, building it up from you know back from nothing. Or what do you think about uh, what Seifu and uh, Galen were able to pull off today? You know, they put on a great show, and that's what this, this is about. We had some in, the, in our push rim division. We had some great racing up there. That's what this is about. We've had so many uh, great champions, and, and the history and the tradition con continues. And Galen's part of that. We got two champions in the uh, on the dais here, so you're in uh, you're in great company. Josh. Yeah, absolutely. And Trenier Moser, uh, you had eyes on the women today. It was uh, amazing women's win by Ruth Chep and Geddes. You spiked the clock in the end zone like a football because all she did was race against the clock today. But you had two, three, four American finishes on the women's side, so we were bragging about that at all. Trenier, what might you have for Galen? Galen, I know you have a lot of family here, so what does, Chica what does it mean for you to come back to Chicago? I mean, this is just an unbelievable city. You know, I said beforehand, I just have such a, feel such a great energy every time I come back. I got so many fond memories coming here as a kid to visit family. You know, it was some of the only vacations we ever took. Um, so I love coming back to the city, and, you know, as long as they'll keep having me, I, I love racing here. Yeah, we got a feeling, Kerry Pinkowski, that they're going to want to keep having you here, no doubt. You feel like you're in the prime of it right now. Is this really the prime of your career? Is this Pete Galen Ruff? Absolutely. You know, I, I still feel like I got more to give in the marathon. Um, you know, it was a real tight turnaround coming back from the Olympics to run here and, you know, to come so close to my PR, but really just be in the thick of it again, you know, be in the race, be right there competing for the win um, with a little bit of a longer buildup. You know, I, I still feel like I got a lot to give and, and a lot more room to improve in the marathon. Well, Galen, I know you just finished this tremendous accomplishment, but do you, what's next on your plate? Are you going to take some time to recovery? Do you have any races coming up? Yeah, just just rest and recovery for sure. You know, uh, try to get out fishing a little bit in Oregon. You know, got about a month left, I think, in trout season. So do that. But, uh, you know, outside of that, yeah, just really looking forward to spending some time at home with my wife and kids and, and just relaxing for a little bit. Well, you earned it. You earned it. Uh, what, have anything else? I, I got a quick question. Harry, you gonna, I know you're a Cubs guy. You going to watch the White Sox game tonight? Come on. Yes. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I got love for the White Sox. You are I'll, I'll pull for them. Yeah, Chicago Cubs have a little bit of a you are on the official, rebuilding year. So they'll be back, though. Official station of the Chicago Cubs. So. Yeah, it's, it's one of the great days and great years for Chicago sports. To be honest with you, so much happening. Uh, Galen, just want to take you a bit uh, to the back end of that race. There was a lot of looking at watches, looking at over shoulders. You went wide on the side walk at one point what was going into a lot of that strategy in the last two three miles um you know for me I, I don't want to watch so I was just trying to keep my eyes you know on um on the guy ahead of me you know and, and you always have to keep yourself in it keep your head in it and I just kept telling myself you know you can't lose faith you got to keep driving to the finish line you never know what's going to happen um again unfortunately I didn't have it but I was just trying to run as short as possible you know stay close stay out of the wind um you know he was on the far side of the street and 
I know you make this right hand turn up up on uh, Mount Roosevelt. Yep. Yeah. So I was just getting ready for that. Mm -hmm. um, trying to run as short as possible. What kind of credit can you give Seifu for his win today? I mean, Seifu ran unbelievable. You know, I mean, he really took the took the initiative those last what five, six, seven miles, um, and he pushed it. You know, I I thought I was just trying to bide my time and, and be behind him, but uh, yeah, he was able to pull away and he ran an unbelievable race. And Galen, I know. Um, the Olympics were only eight weeks ago. So what was the preparation like in these eight weeks? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tight turnaround, you know, as, as far as marathons. So, you know, two weeks were pretty easy. You know, definitely a week. I just jogged super slow, tried to get everything out of my legs from, from running in Sapporo at the Olympic marathon. And uh, after that, you know, we really built up pretty quick because we didn't have any time to waste. You know, six weeks isn't a ton of time to get ready for a marathon. So, again, it just makes it all the more... You know, I'm happy with the way I performed here, given that it was really six weeks and, you know, not the most optimal as far as the buildup goes. Galen Rupp, it's been fun having you here at our uh, marathon booth near the finish line uh, in Grand Park, Columbus Drive. A little peak of sun coming through. Mother Nature kind of flipped the script on the uh, flipped the script on the weather today. Weather, uh, how would you factor that in at all? Maybe a little breeze? Yeah, a little breezy, you know, just on, on different parts, you know. But uh, the way the course is, you, you get it. You get the wind at your back at certain points, and definitely it's in your face. But wasn't bad, you know. And all, all in all, the weather was great. So I asked Kerry, and he pulled out a miracle <laughs> with that, I think. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... Uh... You know, I, I, it, the, sitting, the weather in Chicago changed. Just wait, it will change. Just so. wait, it'll change. So what do you think before we send you two off, Kerry? I, I just want to thank Mitch Rosen, all the engineers at the score to pull this together. Trenere Mosier joining us, Josh List, Jenny Spangler, got Galen Rupp, Greg Meyer, the great Greg Meyer. You guys were awesome. It's great to see you all back. And Josh, you talked about taste. We have some 312 Goose Island beer, the official. See how he sits up in his chair and We're comes on the alive. air for another 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, or so. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but thanks a lot to everybody. Thanks to, to AM670, the score, and, and you guys do an amazing job. And uh, great to have everybody back and see everybody in person. Absolutely, and do it in a healthy way. So congratulations to all, and thank you, Galen, and good luck resting up and enjoying the rest of your calendar year before you get back at it in some fashion. What's the next uh, big thing on your to-do list uh, in terms of the marathon, you think? Well, uh, we'll see I you mean, I'll, I'll probably won't run one in the spring. You know, uh, nothing's locked down yet, but, uh, you know, obviously you got Boston, London, um, you know, some of the big ones there. So probably one of those most likely. And but, you'll be watching we'll Boston tomorrow? Have you yeah, surveyed I'll, the field? Yeah, I'll be watching for sure. You know, uh, I was second there too, so maybe that's my unlucky number. Well, at least, you don't, <laughs> at least you don't have to get on a plane and go to Boston right now. You can kind of relax. So Absolutely. thanks for sitting down with us. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much. The one and only Galen Rupp. Fun to have him after a hot second place finish and a near PR in Chicago, 206.35, just about 23 seconds behind this year's men's champion, Seifu Tura, in a winning 206.12. And again, Rupp just about uh, a few seconds off his PR. That was something else. So the winner, Seifu Tura, and the women's champ, Ruth Chepengedich. The chair winners are Dan Romanchuk and the very familiar Tatyana McFadden. For our cast of experts, I want to let you know that I'm Josh Liss, and we've got more to go. Down the stretch we come until 11 o'clock. It's the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. 
Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Do you want to own a piece of history from the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day and get your copy of the Chicago Tribune commemorative results section featuring all the names and times of runners that finish under six hours and 30 minutes. Own a piece of history. Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day. Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. For over 30 years, American Airlines has been proud to be the official airline of the Chicago Marathon. This marathon is no small feat, but a massive accomplishment to all who have qualified to participate. We're honored to play a small part in their journeys to get here by connecting these exceptional runners from all over the world to their dream of crossing the finish line in today's race. We wish the best of luck to all of today's participants. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. 
it's not just me, Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. I'm also joined near the finish line in Grant Park on a glorious day, the return of the Chicago Marathon with experts Chris Wehrman and Trainer Moser. And we're going to be breaking down the fields and all the winners in just a moment. This race is taking place because of all the great sponsors. I've been sitting in this chair for a few hours. I could probably use some bio-freeze. I'm getting a little stiff and sore. I need something. Let's go to the phones and bring in Elizabeth Pollock, head of BioFreeze Brand Management and Innovation. They've got teams of people supporting the runners today. Of course, plenty of BioFreeze to go around. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? We are thrilled to be calling four new winners here in Chicago on the Chicago Marathon Broadcasting. It's great to bring you in because we know BioFreeze is, is such a big part of it. What can you tell us and why it's so important to be part of the Chicago Marathon? Well, we are um, thrilled to be back this year after a hiatus last year in 2020. Um, and I'm actually calling or speaking to you from the pain relief zone here at mile 21.2 in Chinatown at Cermak and Archer. Um, it's sort of like a race car pit lane. Runners veer into the zone, get sprayed by the biofree cooling crew wherever they need relief, and they're back to the race in seconds. When you see the looks of those runners' faces, most of the average runners who are still out there, and, and see the kind of release that your product can bring them, uh, that must be pretty satisfying, isn't it, Elizabeth? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're, you know, right now getting through still some of the elite, the elite runners, but uh, most of these, uh, you know, first-timers are going to come through here in just a matter of minutes, and we're really happy that we can support those runners especially when they need it most um so it's a really exciting day for us 21.2 mile there in chinatown bio freeze available just get into the pit lane and they'll spray you down get some relief elizabeth enjoy your day at the marathon appreciate you joining us it's great to have marathon sunday back on the chicago calendar right. thank you very much Elizabeth Pollock. Couldn't agree more. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thank you. BioFreeze is there. Get 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 a spritz. Get a spray. 21.2 miles. Uh, you guys are experienced runners all around me. Um, uh, a little bit of BioFreeze would go a long way at 21.2 <laughs> miles. Look at my age. If I run at all, there's BioFreeze involved. <laughs> there you go. BioFreeze on the knees. BioFreeze on oh, the That's good stuff. Good stuff. And <laughs> hey, we talked a little bit about how the weather was supposed to get hot and sunny today up into the 80s. I mean, what... What happened, Jenny? Something flipped and, and, and the times were adjusted to a degree, but uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it not getting hot. Absolutely. I don't know what cool happened, breeze. but I'm fine with it, like you said. I love the fact that some cloud cover came in because that sun can really do some damage when you're out there for three, four hours. And that little bit of breeze, the cloud cover really helps these athletes yeah. out. And, and for what do you the say about uh, Chicago weather? It's snowing right. one day, it's raining yeah. or the next minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want it to change, just wait. And Chris and Trenere, you guys are coaches. Um, out here on a day like this, with the way the weather's playing out, and I'll start with you, with you, Trenere, if you're an average runner and you see 80 degrees and all of a sudden it's kind of down here in the 70s, maybe a little humidity, a little breeze, that's a nice break, isn't it, for the average runner? <laughs> yeah, I Thank think every, everyone going into this was very, very nervous, even the elite athletes as well. Um, I think everyone just super hydrated, and we were, they were really well prepared. So it was definitely quite a surprise when the temperatures did cool down. Yeah, what do you think about how the, the weather changeup is playing out right now for all the thousands that are still out there, Chris? 
Well, Trenier's right. I think one of the benefits is that everybody was freaking out about how hot it was going to be, and it has been a little bit cooler, but it forced them to be hydrated. The other thing, and we've, we all talk about this with all of our athletes, is that the best way to run a marathon is the negative split, and the best way to negative split, I suppose, is being scared of the weather early on because it forces you to run a little bit easy. So what, what I'm seeing even now that we're just over the three-hour mark is a lot of athletes that, while clearly fatigued from the distance, are not struggling as much from the weather. So I think that they probably also were making those adjustments early on, which has helped, allowed them to have stronger races on the back end. Yeah, Jenny, you must have been warning your runners, hey, you're very enthusiastic about betting back on a marathon course for a lot of them the first time in two years or ever. Uh, but pay attention to the forecast. And then here, if you're overprepared, you're perfectly prepared. Oh, absolutely. This is the best case scenario with weather. You know, you hate for it to think it's cool and then all of a sudden it ends up getting hot. So flip side of it, it's perfect. And you're right, I, all week long, I'm like, be patient, go out a little bit slower, you know, keep track of your pace, and here we are. It's great. Mm -hmm. The enthusiasm out on the course, I know we talked a little before we got Galen in here, uh, Trenier and Greg, uh, or Trenier and Chris, you guys were out on the course following the lead runners. You know, here we've only got a few dozen supporters. You know, this is more of a VIP, not a VIP section, but more of an exclusive area for sponsors. Usually we're used to having a loud, boisterous crowd around us, but because we're coming off the pandemic in order to stage this race properly and safely, they had to spread it out more. Well, to spread it out, you've got an extra few thousand people out on the course going around, so you've, you've got those near two million fans stretched around the course. How would you describe the sounds and the sights that you experienced out on the course today and how that might help the average runners push along, Greg? Chris? Well, I think you're absolutely right. There was a ton of support out there, which was great. And while being here at the finish line, not having the boisterous crowd is a little bit strange. Might work um, both ways there. For the athletes, I mean, they don't need the last pump, the last 100 meters. They need the help when they're at mile 17, 18, 19, 20. Uh, Chinatown was crazy. Pilsen was crazy. I mean, there were people everywhere. And fortunately, as we've talked about, the weather really lent itself to people having a party out there. A lot of music, a lot of food. I'll smell a lot of good food on the course, which may not be great for the, the athletes to smell, but yeah. um, it, there were, the, the crowds were phenomenal. Yeah. And I was so smell proud a lot of, of good, city. Smell a lot of good food out there, Trinia, oh, while you're out there? A lot of great DJs yeah. and a lot of great food. Um, the crowd was just electrifying the whole way through. Um, I think the weather did contribute to that, just bringing people out. And then obviously, you know, people are just excited to be out and around people. So um, it was very, very impressive to see th the amount of people out there and um, just them bringing the energy today. I think the Bank of America Marathon brings out the best in Chicago. All the neighborhoods participate, all the people that come out for one day, we're all together. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, there may be some folks, some runners from other countries that weren't able to make it. Travel's been extremely restricted. We know all six Abbott World Marathon majors are tucked within. Somebody get a shoulder around this guy. All right. A lot of times what happens, as we know, runners struggle through the finish. We're staring ahead of a man who's struggling to get to his feet. Another man is reaching down to grab his elbow. He's lifting him up. We've got, uh, we've got another attendant running out to give a hand. It's the struggle of the marathon, and we're trying to describe it right in front of our eyes. The other competitor has taken off, so two of the attendants uh, have stra strapped this man's arms over their shoulders, and they're walking him. Is he cramping up, Greg? It's just what yeah. amazing time on this gentleman right here, three-something hours. But, but know, what's he experiencing as the struggle to, to walk this gentleman across the finish line? The marathon is a humbling experience, and 
if you're dehydrated, when your muscles are fatigued beyond the point where they can't stand anymore. It's just, I mean, it's humbling. But you see a grown man drop to his knees, and I know we're less than 100 yards from the finish of the, the marathon. I mean, if, if that's going to happen this way, but still, that's very striking oh. to see that sort of humanity break down right in front of your eyes. Try to describe that to you here. But imagine what it takes to push your body to the point where there's nothing more to give. And that person did that today. Yeah, Jenny, your brain's saying one thing, the body's doing another. Absolutely. Your brain's saying, okay, come on. I can see the finish. I'm like 50, 100 meter, meters from the finish. I can get there. And your body says, sorry, we're done. What kind of pain is that, Chris? How would you describe that? I mean, just the cramping. I mean, what is it? This gentleman's still within about 5, 10 yards of the finish line being carried across. He will, uh, will this count as an official marathon finish time, even though he's getting aided across? Yeah. yeah. With the chip time, we'll give it to him. <laughs> we'll give it to him. But what does it feel like? You know, it, it's frustrating because I, I suspect, you know, one of the things that people forget about, we've talked about Mount Roosevelt, but the problem with having a Mount Roosevelt is then you come down on Columbus and you've got a downhill. I mean, you haven't had a downhill for almost the entire race, so you're at your most fatigued. You finally hit an uphill, and then as you're sprinting towards the finish line, you're using muscles that you yeah, can't you're putting the using. brakes on that you haven't used maybe that, in quite a right. while. One interesting point, though, if the winner of the race or the leader that of the race has just crossed the finish line, by the way, he has finished yeah. uh, through the struggle, Greg. Sorry. If the leader of the race were to go down with 50 meters to go, they can't accept help. They've got to make it on their own or yeah. they're disqualified. Yeah, you have to be unaided. So yeah. for uh, beyond the elites, he can certainly get a helping hand across the finish line. It is all on display, a full array of humanity. Other runners are up on their tiptoes. Others are back on their heels. Others are waving hands in the air. Some are Sm smiling. I haven't seen the costume runners yet. You know, the ones that get in the get-ups sort of thing. Plenty with their shirts off, enjoying this nice, crisp day. Others are running with signs uh, for maybe people to follow them. They're looking at their watches. We've got a nice, steady stream of runners finishing the Bank of America Chicago Marathon right in front of our eyes. And to switch gears for a minute, I'm a big follower of Shalane Flanagan. And as you know, she is attempting to do all six world marathon majors in 42 days under three hours. Okay, just repeat that. We're talking about the quote-unquote <laughs> retired Shalane Flanagan, yes. who's a couple of years into what she has announced as her retirement. She's 40 years old, but Shalane, in, in what's helping promote her healthy lifestyle and a new book, is doing what again, Jenny? She is running six marathons. All six. 42 days under three hours. Did she make it today? She did. So I just want to recap. Berlin, 238. London, 235. She came in today. She was the 25th female overall in this marathon at 246.30. And I know I had talked Talking to her. Talking about she's, Lindsay Flanagan, the U.S. runner. Yeah, she's, uh, she's thinking about, you know, going to Boston tomorrow. So she was going to step back a little bit today. But to think, 246, that's still like an Olympic trials qualifying I'm time, sorry, it's just it? crazy to run that many marathons. <laughs> well, here, a lot of folks are going to be heading to the Isn't there another way to promote a book? <laughs> yeah, I mean. And call it a PR stunt if you want, but when you look at the 25th fastest time in the women's field, that's no stunt at all. So, you know, kudos to Shalane Flanagan. Um, I attribute to her superhero muffins from her new cookbook. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Her superhero muffins. Oh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. She's the Lake Park High School. 
Oh, no, I'm thinking of... Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, grew yeah. up north of Boston. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, Lindsay Flanagan, right, right. Shalane Flanagan. Wow, that's an amazing feat. Now, will she back... Did she... When you spoke with her, was she committed to Boston tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She's that is still flight. on, but still on. Still on. Okay. She's getting on the plane mm -hmm. shortly after... We get done here, and she's heading to Boston for tomorrow. Trainer, what do you think about uh, that feat? A retired runner, although not far out of her prime, running all six. I mean, PR stunt or something bigger or greater than that? I think it's something greater. I've talked to Shalane a little bit, and it's kind of crazy, all the, the amazing things that she's accomplished in her professional career. Honestly, she seems the happiest now going after this. So this just brings her a lot of joy. I mean, I couldn't imagine doing what she's doing right now. A lot of people probably can't. But honestly, she's having a really, really great time um, doing all these races in the six weeks. And she'd never raced in Chicago before, so she's got to come up with this giant scheme <laughs> just to finally get the, the directions to uh, Chicago. But, uh, yeah, that's something else, running all six Abbott World Marathon majors. Shalane Flanagan, that is something else. All right, why don't we catch our breath real quick? Uh, Jenny Spangler, Greg Meyer, Chris Weirman, Trenier Moser, myself, Josh Liss. We're going to get back at it. Down the stretch we come. Only a little bit more to go. We'll recap when we come back on our broadcast of the 43rd Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like it partners with many of the world's largest businesses in their digital transformation journeys, TCS also has an unwavering commitment to bringing new technology to the sport of running. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app powered by TCS for interactive course maps, runner tracking, cheer cards, race results, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple Store. Next year's marathon already on your mind? Those who love long-haul runs know that marathon training itself shouldn't be a haul. The best way to beat it? iFit, a proud supporting sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and the world's most adventurous at-home fitness experience. With iFit, you can train on real-world terrain on your phone or fitness equipment without ever leaving your home. Take a trial run in South Africa, interval train in Switzerland, and more. Visit iFit.com activate to start your 30-day free trial today. Today, we run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And while you're giving everything you've got to the 26.2 miles before you, Gatorade Endurance Formula will be waiting for you on the course. Scientifically formulated for the hydration and energy needs of endurance athletes, Gatorade Endurance Formula packs nearly two times the sodium and three times the potassium of traditional Gatorade and has no artificial flavors and a light taste to help you go farther. Available now at Dick's Sporting Goods or go to GatoradeEndurance.com for more locations. Do you want to own a piece of history from the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon? Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day and get your copy of the Chicago Tribune commemorative results section featuring all the names and times of runners that finish under six hours and 30 minutes. Own a piece of history. Pick up a copy of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune or visit chicagotribune.com slash race day. 
Runners, keep an eye out for the BioFreeze Pain Relief Zone around mile 21, where the cooling crew will be armed with BioFreeze spray to help cool the pain to get you across the finish line. BioFreeze applies easily and cools the pain to get you back to your best. Pick up BioFreeze at a store near you today so you can experience powerful pain relief for yourself and train with what's on course. BioFreeze, cool the pain. Use is directed. For over 30 years, American Airlines has been proud to be the official airline of the Chicago Marathon. This marathon is no small feat, but a massive accomplishment to all who have qualified to participate. We're honored to play a small part in their journeys to get here by connecting these exceptional runners from all over the world to their dream of crossing the finish line in today's race. We wish the best of luck to all of today's participants. Living in Chicago teaches you how to keep going, to take life's headwinds head on. And while our grit and determination don't come easy, we simply don't know any other way. On October 10th, we'll share that resilient spirit with the world as we proudly welcome the Bank of America Chicago Marathon back to our city. Together, let's celebrate the power to keep moving forward. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash Chicago Marathon. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. And now back to our team coverage of the 2021 Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, American Airlines, Wanda Sports, the Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Jenny Spangler, and Greg Meyer. Our full cast of experts are alongside near the finish line at our broadcast position just yards away from that finish line here in Grant Park. We're heading down with a fast final few moments here uh, towards our own finish line on our broadcast of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. And what we'll do between Jenny, Greg, Chris, and Trenier is go through our winners and get their reaction uh, and, and get a little more information to you and appreciate you sticking with us on our broadcast today. So for just the ninth time in Chicago Marathon, history just the ninth time Tatiana McFadden wins the race a slower than usual one hour 48 minute 57 seconds but Jenny Spangler Tatiana McFadden back atop the podium I, I'm a little surprised but not shocked oh I'm not surprised at all she was in total control of this race she like we've talked about she has suffered some injuries health issues over the last couple of years but Come on, she's one now nine. She was times. only one second back in a near photo finish a couple years ago. Now Absolutely. she's back atop the podium. Uh, Greg, that's that's the way you do it. You come a second short, you come back to that race, and you win it. Yep, you and you just reestablish yourself as I own this thing, and someone's gonna have to beat me. You know, the, the times for the chairs and others, I think a little slower. I think the wind does affect them more. But I also think she probably backed off a little bit once she had the win, knowing she's got to do it again tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Our chair winners are going to Boston to compete tomorrow. You know, there is, uh, what's amazing about us, there's a lot of great athletes in the world doing a lot of great things and winning a lot. But when you're an endurance athlete, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And when you've got a chair on top of it, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. And to win nine times is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I think experience carried her a really, really long way as well. 
I mean, coming here, we didn't know what the weather was going to be like, and then with the wind, um, she's a fighter. I mean, she showed up, and she knew what to do, and she's, I'm sure she'll be ready for Boston tomorrow. Tatiana McFadden uh, on the way to the airport shortly with the <laughs> first place finishers trophy around her, uh, a medal around her neck, nine-time Chicago Marathon champ. On the men's side, you may have seen him on your Cliff Bar when you had it for breakfast today. Dan Romachuk, he's one of the stars of the sport at age 23, and it's a three-peat for Romanchuk out of the prized University of Illinois wheelchair program. Jenny, I am not shocked at all to see Romanchuk, who is again going to Boston tomorrow to try to win again, win claim uh, another championship here in oh, Chicago. Absolutely, and uh, Martel Hogg has had his number for a while between the Olympics and the London and Berlin, so I know he was out to get him today, and he... Did it in strong fashion. Yeah, Roman Chuck, a name brand at the Chicago Marathon, isn't he? I'll admit, I, I didn't have him to win because I thought Mar Marcel had been owning him for the past year. Yeah, from Switzerland, Marcel Hoog, right. You know what? This is his home course. He's an Illinois guy, and by gosh, he's not going to let anybody take it away from yeah, him. Yeah, Roman Chuck sure, sure planted the flag today, didn't he? And that could be the turning point in his career. I mean, you get beat by somebody often enough, and then you plant that flag all of a sudden you're the predator and and now he's going to be the prey a little bit he may be chased but he may have a confidence now that will lead him to a lot of victories as well yeah and at age 23 really just hitting the starting prime of his sport right Janine? oh yeah i mean uh, agreeing with chris a lot of it just comes back i think he had a lot to prove i know he wanted to come home and win and he did that today <laughs> daniel roman chuck the men's chair winner in an unofficial time of one hour 29 minutes six seconds he's off for boston tomorrow like a lot of other chair competitors in the women's race it was a wire to wire victory no record set but ruth chepin gedich talk about planting your flag in chicago in your debut she started an amazing 212 pace i want to stick with you on this one trainer you followed ruth wire to wire what stands out about what she was able to do today in her first chicago marathon victory I mean, the biggest thing is coming back eight weeks after the Tokyo Olympics. That was very impressive. Um, six women doubled back at, from London, and they did not fare as well as Ruth did today. So I'm very, very impressed with how she established herself early and then came out for the win. And it's so difficult to do this by yourself. I know she started out hot. She slowed down just a little bit, but she kept her head down, focused, and got it done. And with an amazing 2:22:31 time, I, I should say a not so sparkling 2:22:31. But the way she ran her race today left everybody in the dust, Greg. Yeah, I, I think we were all scratching our heads, going, "She's going out at 2:12 pace. <laughs> she burned out her own pace." That setter. definitely got our attention you know, here at the like, finish line. What, what's going on here? Did somebody not tell her that you know this is a full marathon? Um, but just an incredible race to be able to maintain your focus alone for over two hours yeah that's an incredible feat her first time ever running in the u.s pretty good debut well and it's worth noting that greg you did predict ruth chep and Gedich would win today's women's marathon i'm glad you remembered that <laughs> well i'd like to point that out as well because my initials jl are right next to it so <laughs> we'll let the other ones be uh what what do you think about chep and Gedich uh, today uh, chris well I, I agree that coming back was impressive but i also think what's impressive is going out that fast and not blowing up i mean these athletes these elite athletes are superstars, but it's not easy to go out hard. I mean, they blow up just like a, a performance car could, and to be able to go out that fast and then maintain an effort and a pace to be able to still run fast, 
without blowing up is very impressive. Yeah, she did not blow up today. Ruth Chepengedich, the women's winner in the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. A few minutes to go with you. Of course, we've got the men's winners to talk about. Now, we enjoyed our time with Galen Rupp so much, the top American finisher. You know, let's not forget, he was in second place, all right? Near PR, sure. Uh, star yeah. of the sport, love it. But And I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from Galen, but I want to really zero in on the winner of today's race, a guy who pulled away in about the 23rd mile and left Rupp. 23 seconds behind. Seifu Tura, a 24-year-old Ethiopian, unofficial winning time, Greg, 206-12. You know, just an incredible race. And as Galen said, over the last seven miles, he was controlling the race. He was making the effort. He was the one driving it. 24-year-old to have that kind of confidence in his first major, you know, Abbott World Marathon. Pretty incredible feat, you know. He was and gritting. You know, you couldn't tell if he was smiling, gritting his teeth. He was the one with that herky-jerky running motion. Both. Chris was saying he was a little muscular. It was hard to gauge him the whole way, and here he is. He smokes the field. Absolutely. I was concerned about him at the first half of the race, but just the way he looked with his arm movement. Um, and the men's race was a lot of fun to watch. Um, we really didn't know until the later stages who was going to even be the top three. Yeah, what do you think? Well, what was interesting about Tura, as you may recall, I had made a comment right around mile 17 where he was grabbing his side. So I thought he was cramping up. He then took control, and, and even when he was asking for help and nobody would help, decided, all right, I'm going to do it. Made those little spurts of, of uh, to, put, to put a distance between Rupp and, and was able to run away with it. I mean, it was just a great tactic for him at the end. And Trenier, your 10-second take on uh, what our men's winner, Seifu Tura, was able to do. I was very impressed. He was here in 2019, and he was six. So to come back now to win is super impressive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> back in Chicago. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure having you all on our show today. Jenny Spangler, co-host at the finish line, uh, uh, Olympian and area running coach. Good luck to your runners today. Greg Meyer, co-host with me here at the finish line, past Chicago and Boston Marathon winner. You'll be ta heading to the airport soon. Good luck traveling to Boston and that great race tomorrow. Uh, as we wrap things up in Chicago, I want to thank as well Chris Weirman and Trenier Moser, who followed the elite runners for us. And another long, huge list of thank yous to go out to Dustin Halpy, Rich Wyatt, keeping us on the air, promo team, Ryan Williams, Ashley Fields, our friend Glenn Harris, of course, back in the booth, Russ Matera. We've got Shane Rarden helping out. Adam Studzinski, good luck in your marathon future. Sean Anderson covered the field from the lead men's truck. Thanks again to our entire broadcast team. And, of course, Mitch Rosen. Today at the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, you saw Seifu Tura win the men's race and American Galen Rupp finish second. In the women's race, you saw Ruth Chepengedich dominate and win in a 2-hour, 22-minute, 31 finish. But Americans finish second, third, and fourth. In the chair races, American Dan Romanchuk and da Tatiana McFadden out of that prized USI, U, U of I chair program were the champions as well. Boston's coming up tomorrow. Chicago is in the books, but is it? A lot of the great runners are still on the course. So congratulations to the winners and top finishers and most of the everyday people still running, the volunteers and the thousands of boisterous supporters along the route. Thanks for listening to us and our broadcast of the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Folks, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon's 43rd running is underway here in 2021. North along Columbus Drive, past beautiful landmarks, 
The trees remain green in this early fall day. And the silver bullet is not keeping up to Dan Romanchuk, who's about to make the turn off Columbus. A peek over his left shoulder. He's on Columbus Drive for the home stretch. Final turn of the race for the chairs. Final turn of the race for the chairs. What a surge. Romanchuk, just 23. Champagne zone. Has Marcel Hoog behind him. Push, 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 push. It's going to be Romanchuk as he comes past us in a blue shirt. Another peek over his shoulder. Who won't catch him? It's Dan Romanchuk. Three years in a row breaking the tape. Who behind him? 23-year-old Daniel Romanchuk is the Bank of America Chicago Marathon 43rd runner. The winner here today. Again, Dan Romanchuk, the winner of the men's chair race in the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon in a near photo finish. Tatiana McFadden has made it down Columbus Drive all alone and will cross the winner once again at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. The one and only 32-year-old legend of the sport, Tatiana McFadden, for the ninth time in her career, is the Bank of America Chicago Marathon champion. And she made up for a disappointing second place finish in 2019 behind Manuela Schar. No surprise, the all-time great in the chair race, let alone here in Chicago, is the winner again. Wow. I'm really happy for her. She's struggled, as we mentioned, in the past few years with injuries, health issues. She's back. Now Sefutura is heading downhill with the momentum coming off Mount Roosevelt. Here he comes. Up onto Columbus Drive. We've got eyes on Sefutura in the orange bib. One last glance at his watch. Doesn't need to look over his shoulders because in an easy pit pat patter, Seifu Tura may be grinding it out a little bit. Is that a smile or is he gritting his teeth? 24-year-old Seifu Tura in his second time in Chicago, blowing kisses to a smaller than usual crowd. Both fingers number one in the air, crosses the tape as the Bank of America Chicago Marathon champion, the 43rd running goes to Seifu Tura. Here she comes. Her first race on American soil and in Chicago, the recent half marathon world record holder, Ruth Chepengedich in an orange top, swinging her elbows back and forth, hands open, staring straight ahead, out into space. Knows she only has a few yards to go. Keeping those knees up, looking healthy, hearing the cheers. Only 15 yards to go in bib 102 in a bright orange shirt for the first time in Chicago. 27-year-old Kenyan Ruth Chepengedich is the winner of the 43rd running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Greg and Jenny, that was a race against the clock, and she spiked it like a football in the end zone. Uh, you know, to run that wire to wire, no comp nobody around her, just the mental discipline to be able to concentrate like that. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.